Warning. This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. My enemies are many. My equals are none. They fear me like a force of nature, a dealer in thunder and death. I say... I am Emperor! You're listening to the Emperor and the Emperor's Court. It's a celebration of mediocrity. All this energy calling me. Back where it comes from. It's such a crude attitude. It's back where it belongs. All the little kids growing up on the skids. Going Cleveland Rocks. Cleveland Rocks. German Jean from the shores of Lake Erie to the banks of the mighty Cuyahoga, live from the war room here in Cleveland, Ohio, USA, this is the Emperor's Court here on RivalCastMedia.com. I am your host, the Emperor, joined in studio by Varyar. hey And I want to thank you for tuning in, folks. That is the end of the show. I have nothing else to refer to this evening. It was great being back. I just lost my headphones because this thing is very touchy. There we go. My bad. You're wearing, you're, you are wearing your headphones. Okay, you never yeah. wear headphones. I, no. I, I'm used to having you here to my right, and you're sitting in Lulu's seat, actually, tonight, because she's not here. She's sick with the flu at home, puking her guts out. You are sick with the flu, or yes. whatever it is. I, I appreciate you coming all the way here and actually you know, doing the show and, and fussing with this, trying to get Twitch going. Uh, my apologies, ladies and gentlemen, for being late, but it really wouldn't be the Emperor's Court if we were on time. That's true. We were trying to get Twitch working uh, right up to the uh, right up until we went on the air here on uh, the broadcast. We're using the old Shoutcast server for the nonce, although I believe we'll continue to use it going into the future. Yeah, XP does uh, apparently not support OBS, which is what you guys normally use for your Twitch broadcasts. Right. XSplit does, but for whatever reason, it was not playing nicely, and eventually we just said, look, fuck it, we've got to get on the air, we're already half an hour late. Right. Now, this one, uh, I'll be able to, XSplit will work with XP. Um, I'm just not as familiar with it. And we didn't want to make, obviously, everyone wait for, you know, another 20 minutes right. while we toyed with it, um, unfortunately. So we will we'll kick it over to Twitch hopefully next week. Vire was supposed to be here earlier. The problem is he got caught up in traffic. Yeah. Only you would find the one traffic jam in Cleveland on a Sunday night. No, it turned out there was uh, the semi. It blew out tires. No shit. That's That's what the problem was. Okay. And then you know there was it was in the all the way right lane, but the cops had uh, just closed off around it so that they could. There was one of those big wrecker machines, like oh, okay. the, the semi that right. tows semis, pulling up to the front. So it was a little slow. Okay, Khalilu giving me shit for having XP. You're using a laptop that was made in the 1990s. Whopper uses uh, Windows 7. Skynet uses XP. And keep in mind, Skynet is is permanently attached. Remember when we redid everything? We did the uh, big Donation drive for the television so that we wouldn't have to be cramped around a 30-inch monitor, the four of us. 
We have permanently installed Skynet over by the television on the other side of the room. The problem is it runs XP. Now, since we always did radio, that was never an issue. Right. Now that we're doing, we're looking to do video, it's a problem. I've got a nice, you know, web camera. That's not the concern. Nope. Just got to make it work. That's weird. I'm hearing like a tone in my ears now. I don't know where that came from. Okay, it's not the broadcast. This must be in my head. Uh, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, so, God, it's been almost seven months. It's been a while. Seven months. Yeah. Since I've been back, Jeez. or since we've done Emperor's Court. Now, I did guest host the last couple of weeks on uh, your show, uh, your yes. Highland show, the Rival Cast. How did that go, by the way, last night? Because I know he was going to call in from Florida. How did that end up going? It was good. Um, the connection, you know, basically our big concern is just going to be mic quality, because obviously he's using his headset until he's got a couple paychecks and he uh, gets a mic. But overall, I think it's going to work. Um, you know, the rhythm was fine on it. The big concern right now is audio quality. And we'll get that back as soon as he gets his mic. So we are we are hoping that he'll be good to go probably in the middle of January. At this point, I think the most important part is actually just you know being on the air. Right. And, you know, the connection worked. We got the Lash App all together. Uh, had a little problem with my virtual audio cable, so there's a... A salute or a something to fix at my place, too, because we actually couldn't There's use the There's always something being fixed. And we have plans in motion for something even bigger. Yes. Uh, you and I have been discussing the last couple of weeks. Uh, obviously, it's way too early to go ahead with anything right now. Um, there are two projects, actually, we're working on. But before I go, before we get into the meat of things, we have a lot of catching up to do. And, and here's the thing, folks. If you've been following me on Twitter, um, especially in the last 24 hours, uh, you know I've been kind of taking on the world with uh, events that are happening in the country. So what I thought we'd do is for the first half hour, or I'm sorry, the first half of the show, as uh, we do the catching up part, what have I been up to? Lulu's not here to do her part of it. Uh, we'll catch up with her next week. Um, I kind of bring up the speed, do a couple of the articles, and then the second half is going to be a little heavier, a little meatier than we normally do. Um, I try to avoid some of the really nasty political things, but i got to tell you, Varyar, with the things that have gone on in this country in the last couple months, especially, hell, just in the last uh, couple weeks, weeks and last night and this morning, yeah, um, I do want to hit you up with a couple questions, uh, and it's going to be a little heavy duty. It's not going to be your typical Emperor's Court. It's not going to be about video games. It's going to be more about the way the United States is right now. Now, this may be boring for a lot of our foreign listeners uh, to say, fuck you, you live in third world nations, you're li listening to me for a reason. To everybody else in the United States who doesn't want to hear that part, they're tired of hearing it on you know your 24-hour news cycle, I don't blame you. But I'm not the talking heads. I'm much better looking. And you may want to hear my opinion. So we'll get to that in the second half of the show. Normally I don't give you that kind of warning. Normally I don't kind of, uh, of plan that, that show out the way it is. But because of the topics and because of the opinions of it, I thought I would give people a heads up that they may not want to be you know, listen to that part of the show. They want the fun part, the freewheeling, you know, drunkenness that is the show that everybody <laughs> loves. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen either because no. you're sick. Yeah. Toasted. You sound sick. You sound awful. I, I'm just congested. It would have killed really either one of you fuckers to have just been healthy. It's seven months we've been off the air. I we was healthy for those seven uh, months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as somebody else pointed out, Emp's the one who's not sick? Yeah, no shit, right? My entire family has been sick. Mystic Mims had it. My daughter's had it. My son has been sick for three weeks. We had him in the ER on Wednesday. He was so bad, although you wouldn't know it today. It's like a different kid. 
just bounces back. I don't have that kind of ability. Once I'm sick, I'm down. Uh, so let's get this out of the way real quick. Here's how you can participate in the show. Email the show at emperor1g at cox.net and join IRC at irc.quakenet.org in channel Rivalcat. And IRC is filling up nicely. It's good to see a lot of uh, familiar faces out there, a couple of ones I don't recognize. All the better for our show for the first one back since, God, June. June! Uh, the second M show is on the air. Everyone gets sick. I think we found patient zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, uh, folks, and do get your questions, comments, opinions into uh, the email, emperor1gacox.net. I did kind of look through, and I saw one that somebody had sent me in. Uh, somebody asked about Octail and a Hordak versus the world. Oh, it's kind of me versus the world on Twitter. I, You know what? I think Octail writes for some website of some kind. I, yeah, it's a Tech Raptor. Okay, I don't know what Tech Raptor is. It's a website. Okay, of some kind. is it a well-known website? Is it? Um, they're one? making a reputation for themselves, but they're. Is it a good reputation, or is it yeah. like a seedy reputation, like this they got... is the ghetto of the internet type of place? Or no, they got. I mean, they got a lot of uh, press for uh, GamerGate. Okay, they were yeah, big. Was, in you that know what? Fight. That was a big topic that that we kind of missed because we were not on the air when this happened, and. I, I tried parsing through it because a lot of it I missed at the time. I'm going to go ahead and turn my microphone on the side here because you're sitting to my left now, so I'm going to kind of turn here and look at you when I'm talking. God, that's hard to look at you. Oh. <laughs> Shave the fucking mountaineer mustache, dude. No. It's it's unwieldy. It's everywhere. It's. I, know, I do need to trim it. Yeah, you do. It is a little out of control, but I am If you let the it. top hair go out, you can go a Viking. Oh, there you go. Scrub Puppy. Oh, there's a name we haven't seen in a while, although I was talking to him earlier. Uh, a couple of days ago, I was trying to convince him to move to Ohio. Oh, yeah. I'm like, you know what? That fourth chair is wide open. You know, you can move up here. <laughs> yeah, but your weather sucks. I know, but we have real sports. Yeah, my girlfriend doesn't want to move up there. Well, she's in the medical field. I, we've got everybody. Cleveland Clinic, University Hospitals, Metro. Because Scrub did, for those who did miss that, uh, some, I think it was last year, he set in on a show. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Fucking hilarious. Very, very nice. Great guy. Love to have him back in here. If we ever get uh, anything on, you know, uh, something where you could call into the show, I would definitely have him on here just as a as a guest every now and again. Oh, yeah, oh boy, all the snow you can handle. We haven't had any snow. We had like a week of early snow and nothing since. It's no. going to be 50 yeah, it's on ridiculous. Christmas. What the hell? It's ridiculous. Although I was kind of looking forward to this blizzard. They said we're going to get, and now it's just rain. Now there's thunderstorms. Thunderstorms on Christmas. Yeah. Well, it's been like that for a while. I mean, January is when we're going to get blasted. Always do. Yep. God, I, I let me know where to start. Okay. So what have I done since June? Now, remember, folks, the original plan was for me to take the summer off because I had a lot of stuff going on. I had gotten involved with uh, a softball team. We ended up winning our championship. That was a lot of fun. I was awesome. A lot better than I thought I was going to be after, you know, injury and not playing for a while. Turns out I was fantastic. Uh, I guess I really didn't surprise myself, but that was kind of awesome. Uh, that, you know, I had the convention, which you bailed on us at the last second. Sorry. Prick. Are yeah. you going to be able to go with us this coming year or no? Yeah, I should be able to okay. this year. Uh, we did go to Otakon. Actually, I was hoping that Lulu would be here for the, some of the stories, because, and you were involved in the one. Yeah, and which was funny. I, I think I will get into the story. I, I know she's not here, and she was uh, a force to be reckoned with. 
Not so much Mystic Mim because Mystic Mim didn't have a smartphone. Lulu did and used it and abused it. We'll get to that. Go, go but, social media. <laughs> <laughs> so the original plan was for me to come back, and, and it really was me. Cause, I mean, Vyar's been doing Rivalcast, and obviously he runs the network. You know, Lulu, has her um, schedule has been relatively open so she could do the shows. The primary reason was me, and that I had so much going on between uh, the convention coming up and the fact we were doing softball on the weekends. Uh, I was doing some stuff with the kids, and we had a notification plan. It was just... There was a lot of stuff going on, and I needed a break. I just couldn't do the show and work and everything else. So I was supposed to come back in September, but that didn't happen. No. The reason why is in July, Skynet went down. It went down hard. Where the problem is, we would go ahead and turn the computer on, and nothing would appear on the monitor, monitor, television, no matter what we used. And I tried everything. So then I'm like, all right, Varyar, you're a little more versed the hardware side than I am. You give it a go. And this is the source of my shame. Take it from here. No, this is all you. This is your story. Oh, so, okay. Emp uses, you know, my father's go-between to get Skynet down to me, and I get it, and I try and kick it on. No joy. This is in July of this year. July. Same problems. Can't make it work. What the shit. Um, Open it up. Everything looks fine. I can't, I don't see anything on the motherboard, but it's starting and stopping like it's, you know, it feels like it's booting up, but then getting stuck. Because it's not making any noises, uh, it's just the power lights come on, the fan lights come on, nothing else happens. So, you know, doing a little research, it looks like it's probably a motherboard issue from from what the trouble we were having. Especially the part that threw me, or made me think it was a motherboard issue, is up here, when M started to boot it, he the screen would come on, give him a flash, and then everything would go dark. So I'm thinking it's a BIOS problem, a motherboard problem. I tried to flash it. I checked it out. So I figure, fuck it. We'll just get a new motherboard. So I order one. And I should have done more research. Because the first one I get won't fit. Fuck. Send it back. Get another one. About, what, two weeks after I ordered that one? Yes. Uh, we realized that if I could just find a used version of the exact of same the exact motherboard, motherboard right. it would have a lot less problems. So I just canceled that order, sent that one back. And then looked around, and it took a little while, but I finally found one that we could get for relatively cheap. In China! Well, yeah, China was the only place I could find it. So, finally, get the Chinese order. And this one, I think I ordered that board, what, beginning of October? I was going to say October, and we didn't get it until a few weeks ago? Yeah. A couple weeks ago? Well, I, the look, funny, I, I didn't know customs was that. Look, you can smuggle fucking people into this country more than you can smuggle uh, motherboarding from China. Yeah, apparently what Chinese electronics have to go through some type of deep clearance because it was it was fucking ridiculous. It took like a month, month and a half for that damn thing to get here. Anyways, it gets here, and I go to swap it out. And, of course, you know, just one of the things I do to make sure I put everything back the right way is I take a picture. Makes sense. Right. Right. Take a picture. That way you know where everything goes. Yes. I take a picture of the inside. I pull, I rip all the guts out, switch over the CPU, you know, thermal bond it and everything, get everything reassembled, and I use the picture, reassemble it just the way it was. Still won't work. Fuck me. Can't figure this out. Feeling retarded. Because normally I can figure these out, but this time feeling retarded. Right. I actually have a buddy who works over at Geek Squad, and they have a bunch more diagnostic tools, and sometimes it helps to get a second pair of eyes on the problem. So right now, here's the lesson. Go to Geek Squad next time. Don't trust your best buddy. Go to Geek Squad. Continue. <laughs> yeah, basically. I get your it up friend there. in the Chinese. Don't trust them. 
He's not in. I drop it off, you know, with and you know, I, they know who I am. I dropped it off with a little note that this is the machine. If he could take a look at it, I'd appreciate it. So he calls me in the evening when he's had a chance to look at it, and he's like, "Dude, you're going to be kicking yourself for a month." <laughs> I'm like, "No, no seven no, months. Why? Why? <sighs> the video card needs two power cords, dude. Fuck, 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 fuck. It was literally that easy." There was only one in. I'm, I'm assuming what happened is, you know, when you're moving Skynet around, it got one of the, loose or yeah, something. Yep, yep. And that's why yep. you were getting flickers. And then when we opened it up, it just, it just died. It just popped out. We didn't notice. No, no, true. No, no. We're not kidding you. No. I, shit you not. No, yeah. This is the source of my shame because I didn't even think about it. I didn't look at it because with one in, it kicks on. The fan works. The lights come up. So I didn't even check past that. But I couldn't get any fucking video. In my defense, in my defense, I did use the VGA. In my defense, I also plugged in the VGA on the motherboard. Is this trade of injustice? Is this what you're using right now? This was. It wasn't giving me video through there either. It was. I'm just saying. I thought it was a motherboard problem, but no. Yeah, the flagship show of the network, the house that Emperor built. The fact that I've been on the air for a decade, brought down by a loose fucking cord. Well, it wasn't even in. And IRC is rightly giving you shit oh, as they should. I know. I'm taking a beating on this one, and there's really, there's really nothing have, there's I can no say defense. in my defense. No, there really isn't. I can't. I'd be very much looking forward to this being referenced in the fanfic. Oh, just going to be delightful. <laughs> That's going to be fantastic. Oh, no. Uma Moore says she would have loved to hear this on the phone call. You would have. Because, like, it's just me. Calling him, like, I don't know. Like, I just got caught masturbating in a right. church or something. Like, like <laughs> dude, um... So, oh, you know how the computer wasn't working? And I'm, like, trying to spin it. It's working now, buddy. Everything's good. And I'm and I'm ecstatic. I'm like, oh, thank God. All right, it's fixed. Great. The motherboard worked, right? Is, what was the problem? Is that it? And um, there's a little bit of silence of, like, two or three seconds. And I'm thinking, okay, this is not going to be what I expected. Nope. And then I'm just like, oh, no. The, uh... The video card wasn't wasn't plugged in, dude. So um, we're good. Everything's on. It's working again. Yeah, I know. Oh, good God. I think we've all learned a valuable lesson. I know <laughs> I did. So it turns out there's a reason those guys ask you on the tech support line, is it plugged, plugged in? in? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. Is it plugged in? Do you have it plugged into the power cable? Yes. No. Yeah. As it turns out, uh, fuck. Manly stuff asks, why did I even tell him? Why didn't I tell him that he had to solder something or something? Uh, honestly, if <laughs> yeah. I thought about it, I absolutely would have lied. Absolutely. Man, I was up all night, two days in a row. I had to rework everything. I oh, put yeah. $300 of my own money into this. I wouldn't have had a clue. I would have just been happy that the same thing worked. I would have been like, thank God, we're going back at the air. We're yeah. going to be there before Christmas. I should have just lied. God but damn. I, I, that's, it, not a, that's a good point. I would I was, never have known. I was too mad at myself to lie. I was just so pissed. And uh, let's see, what is it? Umar asked how much he yelled at me. He didn't even yell at me. He just used that, like, extremely damning, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. Right, it's like like, like your father, like, like, I expected better from you. (laughs) It was so bad. But if that's the kind of uh, work you're going to put in, then uh, I I understand. But, uh, yeah, just give your dad dad the computer and uh, I'll, uh, I'll take it from there. 
But uh, thanks, Fryer, for uh, holding on to that since uh, July. That's pretty much how it went. That's, that's pretty much how it went. I'm just sitting in my car in the Best Buy parking lot like, God damn it, I'm an asshole. Anyway, so to avoid all the future problems and so that we can get on Twitch with video, we're going to have ourselves a donation drive. We're going to build a new computer. Yay! This time it's going to be uh, bra and panty shots of fire. Giggity. <laughs> Happy birthday, Mr. President. I'm going to end up owing my listeners. <laughs> no, you're going to have to pay us. You want us to listen to that shit again. Uh, bring us up to date on that. So now that we're back on the air, now the computer's fixed, we can actually do the shoutcast part. Uh, we'll work on the Twitch thing. Uh, there's a couple other projects we're working on. One I, 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 we can't talk about yet. Right. Because have you gotten the information on that, the uh, packet thing that they were yes. going to send you? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Good. Now, the second thing that I am working on, and this I've actually made some headway, is everybody knows my infatuation with the game of baseball, and uh, especially with uh, the equipment part of it, gloves specifically. Well, over the break, I was able to get myself a very nice handheld high-definition camera that has a port for a lamellier mic, uh, basically a lapel mic. What I'm going to be doing, and I've registered a Twitter account and a YouTube channel, would have you, and uh, Vyra's going to be my partner in crime on this, yep. is sometime in the near future, I'm hoping by the summer, we're going to do videos, uh, basically where I'm going to be critiquing and doing reviews of baseball gloves, baseball bats, equipment, things of that nature. There's a lot of people on YouTube that do it, and they all sound like retards, and most of the quality is ass. So I figure I can do a much better job with a high-definition camera, Lord knows I've got enough gloves and enough equipment, plus what I can borrow from the store to do, you know, reviews. It, it, it's not really something that's kind of a rival cast thing. Obviously, I can tie it to it if that's something you guys would like, but it's more of a, a sports type thing. A dying sport podcast? Uh, true story, Gibbsy. Major League Baseball is bigger now than it has ever been in its history. It's making more money now than it ever has in history. Communist. Uh, actually, it's just a hair smaller than what the NFL brings in. You have to remember, uh, the MLB doesn't make most of its money on national TV rights. Most of it is made through local right. TV rights. I mean, for instance, the Dodgers just signed a $9 billion television agreement with their local network. Damn. $9 billion. Uh, we're not going to get into that. It's not a sports show, although we do talk on occasion. That's just one of the things I've got going on. Now, as far as the fourth chair, uh, kind of like what all of 2013 and most of 2014, it's a bit of a problem. It's going to be a rotating uh, group of guest hosts when they're available. The problem is our bullpen really got diminished over you know our break. The reason why is uh, Samson, uh, one of our resident black men, moved uh, to Georgia. Actually got engaged, and uh, awesome for him. He moved to Georgia with his fiance, uh, also a girl I had worked with back uh, when I worked for uh, the government way back when. So he's gone. Uh, Bast has moved to Syracuse. I didn't so, know that. Yes. Huh. So she is gone. She moved out there with her brother. Uh, she is doing very well. So she's out of the mix. So there goes our resident uh, gay and lesbian uh, member. Mia, Lady Mia, our resident hot piece of ass, moved to Streetsboro. So she's gone. Streetsboro is about two hours away or thereabouts. It's or an hour away. It's about an hour. Yeah. And she doesn't have reliable transportation, so she's out. It's close to my store, though. Giggity. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Not that far. Maybe I need to come out and visit your store. 
<laughs> you know, I feel bad because she did invite me out. She invited me to her birthday party. Uh, I think it was back in August, and unfortunately, I couldn't go. I had something else going on, and oh, I'm sorry, September. And she did invite me out to the House of Blues uh, a few weeks ago. Actually, it was right before the day before Thanksgiving. The problem is, it was the day before Thanksgiving, and she gave me a day's notice. Yeah, so, that's I'm going to be at the House rough. of Blues. I'd like to see you guys again if you can come out and meet me. I'm like, well, uh, less than a day's notice. Right. That's kind of that's kind of tough. So I I just don't. Jay Cool has said that he will be able to his availability for you know 2015 will be a little better. So you know we get our black guy back. Uh, it's just uh, the problem is we we, we need a, a more permanent fourth host. I was gonna say it's getting a little pasty down here. Yeah. <laughs> it's been <laughs> Jesus. It's like drywall. The problem has always been and remains that you can't just take any fourth person and throw them in a chair and expect them to talk. You know what? I mean, no offense. I'm going to use a prime example. Taco yeah. is an example of what not to do for those who listened to the, that abortion of a, of a show host on Rivalcast you know, last year. I, I'm very you know, discerning as to who I will put on the microphone. I mean, one, I have to be friends with them, and I got to have you know a, a bit of a some kind of chemistry with them, not just myself, but they got to kind of fit into the rest of the roundtable. The three of us have been doing this now for a while, right? You and I uh, more so than Lulu. She's been here for about a year and a half now. But that fourth chair, and I would like to get somebody who's more of a dissenting opinion, you know, than than you and I agreeing and Lulu kind of being you know steamrolled, right? Which yeah. tries to you know hold the line. But uh, isn't is Taco in jail yet? I'm not even sure he's alive anymore. No idea. Uh, Omar says, and what's wrong with just getting someone with RCM and TeamSpeaker Skype? Okay, well, if you listen to Rivalcast the other night, that's part of the problem. Because it's just an absolute pain in the ass to try and jiggle all the software and the uh, virtual audio cables to get it to work to put somebody on there. That's one. The second thing is, much like Highlander, although it's through no fault of his own because of the microphone he has to use, right. sounded awful. I hate that. I'm a perfectionist. That's two. The three th- third thing is, and I think anybody who's done, who's done live radio with people in the same room, there's no uh, um, there's no alternative. There's no uh, there's nothing you can really exchange for visual cues. I mean, sitting next to each it other is harder. Right, yeah. it, it is much harder. You tend to talk over people more. You tend to talk over each other. You tend to bump it, you know bump heads. It's much easier to you know throw up your hand or you know give a nod. Uh, even it's gotten to the point where if I see somebody, you know, if if Wire takes a big, big intake of breath, I'm like, all right, here, here we, we go, and I'll stop, and then he's off and running. It's a little different than, say, if we were to do an interview with somebody, because it's, then it's one person asking a question and then waiting for a reply. This is, uh, you know, a discourse going between three or four people all at once. Not to mention, in this case, you'd have three people in the same room, with one person on, you know, over there. They can't see us. We can't see them. Right. It's just going to be a clusterfuck. And it's hard enough already trying to uh, direct traffic with four people here. So the fourth chair continues to be unfilled. Uh, I did talk to Legal Tender, and he will make some stops by over the uh, next few months now and again. It's really good to get him in here. Nice. It's obviously, he's always strong with the, the console part of it. Not so much the the master race PC gaming two percent that we all are. I would hope. Yep. I can definitely tell you are not feeling well. No. And no. it's because it, it, it's your your interjections are like one word. You're not jumping in with a point. There's right now. I just feel like you were rolling, so I didn't want to well, get well, in. It, you know. Right. And I, I 
And I guess having been gone so long, there's a lot to kind of catch up on real quick. Right. So, you know what, I am going to wait for Lulu to come back in for some of the Otakon stuff. I will say that that was probably the biggest clusterfuck I dealt with in my seven months away. That was pretty goddamn funny for me because I wasn't in the middle of it. I was, you just watching, just, yep. I was just watching Lulu on Twitter and just laughing pretty hard. Just lambasting these people. Here's what happened, all right? I'll bring you up to speed. For those who didn't follow Lulu on Twitter or myself, because she did start uh, tweeting under me because we had a, a bigger following. And I have done tried to do a much better chance. You're going to go get one of those Christmas deals, aren't you? Nope. Nope, you're getting your – are you – Yeah. You're, are you running a fever? Yeah. You – goddamn, you better not get me sick. I'll do Everybody better. else in my house has been plague-ridden, and I somehow avoided it. Which We're is amazing four when you days consider from, how I shitty know. your goddamn immune system is. Yeah, thanks. Four days from Christmas, you're going to give it to me now. You know what? And I, I do appreciate all the more that she came out and did this. Yeah. I, I mean, Lulu, Oh, I'm not going to miss the first show back. Right. Come on. Lulu would have done it, except she literally has no voice. Ew. She's not, uh, yeah, she's uh, she's been sick for a couple of weeks now. It's awful for her. Yeah, I, I went to work this morning, and it was bad. And about 1.30, I was talking to a guy about weights, and I just, I mean, I had to book it to the bathroom tossed i called ashley i'm like i'm getting someone to come in i'm going home so somebody's calling the house phone eight o'clock at night That's weird unusual. i'm not waiting to hear the pounding upstairs and somebody runs to go grab that i would hope if they don't grab it, that means it's a telemarketer let the grab nope, they grab it. okay so we go to otakon and this is the big anime and japanese uh uh you know a cartoon type of of convention that's on the east coast we go to it's in baltimore we go every year well, there's a couple years we didn't, but by and large, we've we've gone to I think 12 of the last 14 years. All right, and it's like 35,000 people. It's a blast. The Orioles were in town. We had really nice tickets to the game. Uh, the Ravens were in town. There's just a ton to do. A lot of restaurants. So we did all that. The thing that that kind of got me was we always pre-order our tickets ahead of time because there's always uh, recently there's been a limit as to how many people they allow into the Baltimore Convention Center, which is three city blocks long. And it's like five, you know, floors. It's massive. Yeah, you guys sent me some pictures. Yep. So we shove about thirty-five thousand some people into this thing. So we always pre-order ahead of time. Now, the last few years, they went ahead and digitized everything. You used to have to stand in line for hours the day before. The convention starts on Friday, so you go Thursday. You show up. You give them your ID. They give you your ticket. You know, you get your little uh, your badge that you have to wear in order to get into the thing all weekend. The last few years, it's digitized. You walk in, they scan your, uh, um, you actually print it off. It's kind of like a ticket. Right. You know, like those flash sheets. You take it with it, they scan the little barcode at the bottom, you know, they verify who you are, you get your ticket, and you're done. You get your, your badge, and you're done. You're in and out, maybe 30 seconds. So they could process, you know, 10, 15, 20,000 people in a few hours. It went relatively quickly. Okay. Turns out, not so much. Not this time. That's the ideal they were shooting for. What happens is, so the three of us, it ends up, since is not able to go, uh, mainly because he helped take over a sports store yep. uh, in uh, during the summer. So it's basically me, Lulu, and Mystic Mim. So it's me and two chicks on a vacation in the same hotel room. Some things will not get said. I'll let your imagination wander. And they were say, all asleep by 9 p.m. Yes, we were. No, I... <laughs> No, Lulu was able to hang with me as far as the uh, night owl part because I am very much a night owl. Yeah, the girls me are too. not. The girls are not. That's why I want to. That's one of the reasons I definitely want to make it next. I mean, this year I would have literally been leaving the first weekend we owned the store. Right, I which, couldn't do yeah. it. Um, you know, next year I definitely want to go because 
you know, you and me, they'll be, you know, they'll pass out, and then you and me will be able to kind of roam at night. The 18 and over stuff that starts uh, usually about midnight is hilarious. A lot oh, of it, yeah. A lot of it is like uh, uh, anime uh, voice actors after dark. Which is very cool. And stuff like, right, and they, they have a lot of outtakes, they, they talk trash on each other, it's a, a very 18 and over crowd. Not to mention, especially when the Orioles are in town, and I have not, I don't know if the schedule's out for next year or not. Um, but th- there is a, a very large nightlife in Baltimore, especially when the convention going on. You've got, again, 35,000 people, most of them over the age of 21. Were strippers involved? Not that I had to pay for. So we go in there, and we're, we're passing by. It's about 4 o'clock in the evening, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and we notice that the line is rather long. Now, they're supposedly opened up the line at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, which is the earliest I've ever done. So I told the girls, I'm like, you know what, let's go back to the hotel, we'll get dressed up, we'll go to Sullivan's, which is this really swanky, high-class steakhouse, we'll get dinner, by the time we're done eating, the lesser masses will have gotten their, their you know tickets and get the hell out of our way. So, you know, we kind of mosey around, we, I think we actually went to the, uh, um, uh, they have the uh, uh, the National Aquarium is there. Yeah, yeah. Massive aquarium. Very, very cool. Oh, it really is. So we went and did the aquarium, we came back, we went, got dressed, went to dinner, and it's one of those you must have you know, a tie and a, a collared shirt to get in type place, unless there's a game going on like the Ravens or the Orioles, in which case they kind of relax because people are going to the game. So we go in, we drop $280 on dinner. <laughs> oh, my. Good dinner, though. I mean. Oh, the best 40-day-old dried steak or whatever the hell it is. <sighs> nice. Honestly, Var, and it's it's crust on the outside. It's warm and pink in the middle. It was, you know, oh, it was like a like virgin bread. stripper. It was great. Yeah. Uh, and oh, they're pounding back these these. Uh, I think we talked about them before, but these these pineapple drinks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they cut open the pineapple and they pour in an entire bottle of of tangerine vodka. Yep. Then they put it in the fridge for two weeks, and then they take it out, they chop up the pineapple, drain out the juice, and you've got your drink. So they're pouting these drinks, like two, three, four of them. So they're really into their cups by then. It's a manner of speaking, manly stuff. You wouldn't even know what a virgin or a stripper is. Just shut up. Uh, moving on. Manly stuff, virgin strippers are like unicorns. They're so hard to find, and they're so majestic <laughs> when you see one. <laughs> and would probably be cheaper than what I paid for these steaks. Plus, they don't know any better. <laughs> it's their first night. <laughs> they don't know the rules. So we take our sweet time having dinner. We probably don't get out till about 8 o'clock at night, all right? So, of course, it's in August, so it's still light out. It's very warm. It was great. So we're walking, and we walk out of Sullivan's, and Sullivan's about two blocks you know, south of where the convention center is. The problem is the line has now passed Sullivan's. Now, this is odd. It is wrapped around the convention center twice. That's three city blocks, and then continuing down the line. Okay, this is weird. So rather than go back to the hotel and get into you know comfortable clothes like we had planned, we jump in line right away because we're thinking, all right, they close the doors at 10 o'clock. Something is not right here. They should be processing these people. Okay. What ends up happening, long story short, as we find out through the grapevine, as people are kind of talking, the line is not moving for hours it does not move where i mean people are leaving the line because they're tired of waiting you know waiting in it they've been waiting for hours so we we're moving up that way it turns out that for whatever reason 
every year previous, they brought all of the information, all of the IDs for all the people that had pre-registered with them to the convention center. They had them, you know, a hard copy. They basically had them on a closed network inside the convention center on computers there. Right. This year, they decided, Otacorp decided to save some bucks, quite a few, I guess, and they kept everything on an off-site server that they then tried to connect to remotely using Wi-Fi. Hilarious. Not just anybody's Wi-Fi, but the convention center's public Wi-Fi. Oh, God, it's so good it has to be fattening. You have it's amazing. 17,000 people around the convention center trying to use the Wi-Fi. At the same time, you have the Ravens game going on across the street, the Orioles game going on across the street at the same, excuse me, the same time. And those people are using the Wi-Fi. It's like if me and 20,000 of my closest friends walked into Starbucks and tried to use that. It's awesome. At least then you would have had coffee. That's true. Here we got to wait out in the scolding heat, sweltering heat, waiting for this. So time goes on. You know, I'm grabbing any of these staffers who come by who are increasingly being yelled at by people because this is bullshit. We're not getting any answers. They're not telling us anything. And this is why I need Lulu here to fact check me because I remember going off on one of the one of the girls and making her cry. I was so pissed, and I I, I want to make sure I remember in my head exactly what I said. I'm sure Lulu would you know again be able to fact check me. So they're basically lying to everybody by telling everybody in the in the line that they are processing just fine. People are moving. There was a bit of a you know hiccup. Don't worry about it. We will get everybody. If you are in line. We will get you in. Even though we're supposed to close the doors at 10, don't worry about it. We've made other arrangements. We will get you done. Fine. We stay in line. 10 o'clock rolls around. 10.30 rolls around. 10.45 rolls around. They have closed the doors, but they haven't told anybody. And keep in mind, this line has wrapped around three city blocks. Now, they've got people with these giant banners attached to their back that says, Otakon Information, walking around the neighborhood. All of a sudden, we see them kind of cluster together, and they all head for the doors at the same time. Nobody's talking to anybody in line. They're running. We're all walking very quickly. Retreat, retreat. We're all standing there, and I'm talking thousands of people, all looking sure like, what the fuck is going on? I finally go up. And I get out of line, I walk down half a block, I bang on the door, the main door, and I wait for one of the Baltimore uh, Convention Center security people to come to the door. I said, I've been out here now for three hours. You go find someone to tell me what the hell's going on. I'm tired of waiting. I said, I've got somebody back here. I said, my wife is pregnant, and which is, a, you know, they don't know this lie. Right. And they, they can't see Mr. Wim. She's on the other side. They take a look at her. They know she wasn't pregnant. I said, she's pregnant. We've been out here in the sweltering heat. I don't want her passing out. I want to know what the hell's going on. You know, we want our, our, our badges, whatever. So they grab somebody, they bring them back, and they basically tell me, okay, look, uh, the door's closed at 10. We can't process anybody else for the rest of the night. There was a bit of a computer problem. Chances are there's going to be a problem tomorrow night or tomorrow morning. I don't know what else to tell you. There you go. Turns around, walks away. Oh, fuck you very much. At this point, now, Lulu's been on Twitter the entire time. It's now on Twitter. It's on Facebook. It's now trending on Twitter because there's so many people that are pissed off. Oh, yeah. They were abusing people yes. on Twitter. It's, it was awesome. it's now going on the – you get in on this now because we I, – I don't know if I called you or texted you. you. Called I, I called you. It was awesome. To tell you what was going on and said, you've got to pay attention to what's going on, on Twitter. I can't see it. We've only got Lulu's little uh, smartphone. This has got to be blown up. Oh, yeah. It was. Uh, there, it was I mean, the Otacon web, uh, the uh, uh, whole website crashed because people were on the forums. They're just lambasting these motherfuckers. 
they had lied to everybody about the entire thing. The one girl had told me, and I shit you not, and I wanted Lulu here to back me up on this because she was there when she said it. She said because the people at the Ravens game across the street and down the block had drained the Internet. Yeah. Had drained the Internet of its power. And there was nothing more for them to use for the convention center. Yeah, that's how Internet works. Didn't you know that? See, what you need to understand is that the Internet is like a series of tubes, Emperor. Apparently it all sucked from one pool. (laughs) One pool in somebody's backyard. Zuckerberg's backyard. And once that thing's drained, you're fucked. Yep, got to shut it down for the day and let it fill back up. Hope a rainstorm comes by. It's now about 11 o'clock when we're finally walking away, and there are thousands of people online who still have no idea what's going on. They don't know that the doors have been closed at 10. They don't even know they were supposed to close at 10. They don't know that the line's moving only because people are getting out of it. They think they're advancing towards getting through the front doors. So me, being the socially conscious person that I am... Stepped out of line and incited a riot? Kind of. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. (laughs) When I start walking up and down saying, I cannot believe they are lying to us. The doors were closed at 10. They refused to tell us about it. Nobody out here knows it. Everybody should be on Twitter, and, and it spreads like wildfire. Well, it was funny because when you were doing that, Lulu was on the phone with me right behind you. Oh, was you, oh, it, 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 it yeah. was? You got she, to hear me? Oh, yeah. Oh, I was she, there for him. She called me, and she's like, I'm just going to burn down this city. He's so angry. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I could just hear you yelling in the background. It was pretty entertaining. And it, it literally, it spread like wildfire. It goes racing down the line, and it's like city blocks. People are turning from one to another saying, what the fuck? We can't get in. So people are kind of getting on a line, and they're kind of like looking down the street to see what's going on. People are walking up because there's windows on, on – because it's like, again, three city blocks. So there's windows everywhere. People are peering in windows. They're running up and banging on the front door. You know, of course, and the, the Baltimore uh, Convention Center people are hiding. The Otacon people are nowhere to be found at this point. Oh, as yeah, soon they as they run. closed the doors, they were done. They pulled a King Arthur. Run away, run away. Now, luckily, we happen to be staying in the hotel that's attached to the Convention Center at the Hilton. Um, which I got a really good deal on uh, this upcoming year. Nice. Uh, I'll get to that story in a minute because this is a, hey, Emps got a story where he called Neil at a company again. <laughs> um, so we went to the hotel. We get up to our room. At this point, Mystic Man has just passed out. She's exhausted. It's been a long day. Um, we had, Now, we had gotten in on Wednesday. Because, you know, we're veterans of this thing. We don't want to be driving all the time. So we got in Wednesday. We hadn't driven, you know, all of Thursday, only stand in line. So we, right. we got to enjoy the town. Well, Lulu and I are still wide awake. I'm on her iPad. She's on her iPhone. And we're just going to town and everybody. You know, Twitter's aflame. We're still looking out the window. There's people outside. There's still a line. They still have no idea what's going on. Well, word gets out that people are refusing that the people that actually got into the convention center that were waiting in line and standing in front of the kiosks to scan in, have refused to leave. I would have, too. They said, we've been here for hours. We're not leaving until we get our badges. You go ahead and call the cops if you think you need to. But we're going to tell them exactly what happened, and you can deal with them then. So the word gets out, and there's a a quick post that goes on to the forum saying, we're going to move it to the Hilton, which is one of the hotels next door that's next door to the uh, convention center. We're going to use their Wi-Fi, and we're going to process as many people as we can. That was quickly deleted maybe a minute later. It just happened that Lulu saw it. Complete happenstance. So this is now about 1 o'clock in the morning. 
Can't find anything on Twitter. Can't find anything on the on the forums. Nothing. So Lulu and I walk down to the front desk and say, "Hey, you know, this is what they're reporting on the internet. Is it true that Otakon's coming to this hotel to go ahead and, and register people? They don't know anything about it. They call the they call the hotel manager. He knows nothing about it. He's asleep. Doesn't know anything about it. We're walking back to our room when we hear this, you know, this loud crowd noise. One, you know, one flight up from where the bar area is." And I look at her, and she's like, what the hell? Let's go up. So we get on the escalator, go up, and there's a line of a couple hundred people in front of a kiosk with a giant Oticon banner over top of it. And there's these Oticon staffers running by carrying computers, you know, uh, towers. Nice. Yeah. I'm like, son of a bitch. So there I they walk, are. And I walk up to one of the uh, staffers, and I said, we've been waiting in line across the street this, you know, for hours. Is this where we're supposed to go now to get our badges? Is this where we're setting up? Well, yeah, didn't they tell you that? I said, no, the lady said that they were moving to a hotel. They didn't tell us where. So we just kind of followed the crowd. I want to know, is this where we're supposed to go? Line up my ass. They don't know any better. They don't know. They're all harried, and they're scared, and they should be. Because people have been threatening them. People have been throwing stuff at them, allegedly. So I get in line, and I, I, I tell Lulu, I said, go back up the room, wake up Mystic Mim, tell her to grab her paper, and get down here. So she comes down in her pajamas. And, I mean, clearly, I was the only one still wearing my khakis and, and my, you know, my, my polo. Everybody, I mean, the other the girls were in their, their you know, I, you know draw-down clothes, relaxing clothes. We wait in line for an hour. Apparently, this was kept on the down low. It was kept quiet. They processed 200 of us. Took us about an hour. We got our badges. We left. This is now 2.30 in the morning when we finally got done. Apparently, what else they'd done is they, because other people had refused to leave, they had given them vouchers to jump to the head of the line the next morning to go ahead and get their tickets. I'm sure that went well. Oh, it did. So about 100 people got them. A couple of them were very you know, very uh, enterprising and went ahead and sold theirs oh, on yeah. Twitter. To nice. Said, look, I don't have to get in line tomorrow. You want to go to the head of the line? 100 bucks. And they sold them because people were posting and you know, they, they were exchanging them for money. Uh, then that, of course, made it to Twitter. And, of course, that things blew up because you had thousands and thousands of people waiting out in line. These were people that were inside who got to enjoy the air conditioning at the convention center, not the suckers who were outside in the sweltering heat. And Baltimore is in Maryland. Pretty in warm. August, it's fucking hot. Yeah. The next morning, bright and early, we go to the convention center. We cross the sky bridge from the hotel right to it. It is down even further past where we were. It's got to be four city blocks, and that's Jeez. after it's wrapped around. They processed a better part of 20,000 people that morning. People were not getting in until 6 o'clock Friday night, and the convention opened up at 8 o'clock that morning. I'd be pissed. I'd be pissed if I was one of those people. And they have always refused to send your tickets to you in the mail because they always say, well, we're afraid of fraud. We're afraid of people copying them. Real? Okay, well, now you've got a bigger problem. So, of course, the damage was done throughout the entire weekend. They were lambasted. After the convention, I kept an eye on the forums for about a week afterwards. People demanding refunds, people demanding heads to roll. They demanded the, you know, the convention chairman step down, yada, yada, yada. And of course, the, you know, they did the spin. Well, we'll consider sending out badges in the mail from now on. Okay, well, it's been 14 years. You're just now doing it because you – and they've had problems before. Right. This is the biggest clusterfuck I've seen. Oh, yeah. And they continued to deny as to what actually happened. They kept on saying it was a technical problem. We don't want to talk about it. When the reality is they had put it on an unsecure Wi-Fi, which miraculously was closed to the public the next day, when it should have been open. They should have had the towers on site, which is what they'd always done. 
There should never have been an internet at all to suck try. That's still funny That's to the, me. Uh, That's still funny to me. I'm sorry, sir. We ran out of internet. UPS will be delivering more at 3 p.m. <laughs> Has any more of your internet arrived? I need some. So that and there's more that went on Oticon. That is that is the biggest part of it. I mean, that was it, it was a very you know kind of a tense thing uh, at the time. Uh, you have a lot of pissed off people. You know, and you pay a lot of money to get in here. You know, it's eighty bucks. I think it was to, for your ticket. It might be a hundred bucks this year. Plus, you got to pay for the hotel. Plus, you got to pay for the food. Plus, you got to drive all the way down there. I mean. We drop a couple grand when we go. I mean, this is... Uh, it's a big trip. Right. I mean, then again, we're not eating at the, you know, all the fast food joints in the place. I refuse. Right. This is my vacation. All right? We leave early. We always leave on like a Wednesday. We get there on Wednesday. We leave on a Monday because, you know, all the lesser people and the, you know, the gutter scum leave on Sunday. So I don't want to be fighting in the hotel, you know, fighting for the elevators, fighting in the stairs, fighting the traffic. So we fuck them. Let them go on Sunday. We'll leave on Monday when there's no one left. Right. Mm. The Olive says uh, she remembers seeing a thing where a guy sold one of those vouchers for $800. There are some people that go there with a lot of money in pocket. I would not be surprised that that was the case. I wouldn't. That's insane. So, Varyar, tell me, what have you done? What have, How has your week been? Let's get the show back on, on our normal footing. Uh, honestly, it's been a great week. Uh, the store's doing really well. Other than the you know congenital herpes issue. Well, yeah, this whole thing's kind of annoying. Um it was starting yesterday, and I could feel it coming, and, but I thought I'd be fine. Yeah, I took a couple pills, but oh well. Anyways, um, you know, the store's doing great. I've been there a lot. Haven't really done much outside that recently, to be honest with you. Not really doing much. When you're besides, kind of trying to rebuild something that's been running to the ground, yeah. and kind of takes over every aspect of your life. Yeah, I mean, I take a lot of stuff home with me and work at, on stuff at home. I've been doing the golf orders this week, you know. So, But, yeah, things are going really well there. Oh, there was, uh, you know, Olive to Olive's point, I will say this, is that, and I saw a shoving match, but apparently there was fist fights going on between people when the next morning they tried using their, because the people that took the vouchers went back to the hotel. They didn't stick around long enough yeah. to find out that they had moved into the Hilton next door and went ahead and got, you know, voucher, I mean, it went ahead and got registered. So people were using the vouchers to jump the front of the line. Well, the people they were jumping in front of, were people that were left over from the night before, from Thursday night, who hadn't left line, and figured, all right, we'll stay here anyways, fuck it, and we'll be the first ones in. Right. So we don't miss any convention time. No, you have dozens of people showing up with these vouchers that they were given because they refused to leave. Okay, now you have fist fights going on and shoving matches. Nice. Those people are pissed off. Yeah, it's a bad situation. The restaurant that was discriminating against cosplayers. Oh, I, for- oh, I forgot. Thank you, one more. I forgot about that one. Oh, yeah. So we went to this, this, this is, I think, Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening. We were going to this this upper scale. It's right across the street from the Hilton Hotel, all right? It's a kind of an upper scale um, um, seafood type place. Now, I'm not the big seafood guy, but the girls like crab cake and lobster. So we went there. And we're kind of standing around, standing around, and both of them are wearing their Lolita costumes. I do not cosplay as a general rule. I'm not a weirdo. Uh, and so they're in their cosplays, and you know they're they're looking uh, fairly attractive. I would have thought they would have gotten a little more attention a little quicker. No, so uh, you know this is going on for fifteen twenty minutes now. There are tons of empty seats. We want to sit outside. It's in the shade. It's a nice day. Twenty minutes. We're standing there. Other people wearing Orioles gear coming up, being sat down. Coming up, being sat down. 
So I finally, gr- I actually walk in because we're outside at the little, the uh, uh, maitre d's um, little kiosk thing. I walk inside and I said, and I walk up to the bartender and said, hi, uh, can I talk to a manager, please? Was oh, there something wrong? Yeah, there is. Can I talk to a manager, please? Uh, you know, I, I dress in, in, in khaki shorts and I'm still wearing a polo. It's Cleveland Indians polo, but you know I dress you know, nice. So the manager comes up, and he's very thick of accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's what the what's the problem? I said, well, I'm just curious because we've been waiting outside now for 25 minutes to be sat. Okay, well we'll get you. I said, well, no, you haven't because there's been three other groups of people come up behind us and they've been sat and served that guy right there. He's already got his drinks. We're still standing here. So the guy follows me outside now, and there's you know there's more cosplayers coming up from the convention, and they're kind of getting in line behind us. I said we've been in here for almost half an hour. I'm curious, is the reason why you're not sitting us is because we're dressed up? Is because we're cosplaying? Do you have a problem with people who dress up like anime characters? Is it is it you just don't want our money? Well, at this point, the guy's kind of flo- wait what? No, 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 we're not discriminating against anybody. What, what are you talking about? I said, well, clearly you are, sir, because we've been here for thirty minutes. Now, it's funny, you'll talk to me because I'm dressed in a polo and shorts, but these two girls that are with me haven't been spoken to at all. We walked up here. You sat three groups of Oriole fans. Are we not able to be sat down because we're dressed up? Now, at this point, other people who are cosplaying have stopped. Yeah, they're nice shorts. I dress in shorts. Yeah, they're upper-scale shorts. They're, you know. Fuck all of you. The I, only way you could be more fancy is if you were wearing jorts, sir. To go to your cousin's uh, wedding. I fucking hate all of you. Who's marrying your other cousin? So I'm making Who happens this, to be your brother. Would you shut up now? <laughs> I'm making this huge scene, all right? And I am pissed because, you know what? I honestly do. I believe this motherfucker discriminated against me because the two girls are dressed up in their Lolita costumes. Well, at this point, all these other people who are dressed up have stopped. Everybody outside who was eating has stopped and is now looking. This guy said, wait, wait, no, 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 I mean, no, we'll go ahead and sit you. We'll go ahead, well, you know, we'll, we'll get you, what do you want to drink? I said, no, I don't want to give you any of my money. I'm not going to give you any of my business. We come here every single year. We usually go to, and I start naming off, you know, uh, Sullivan's and Phillips and all these really high-scale restaurants. I said, you know, we could go anywhere. I chose to go here because you were across the street from the Hilton because, you know, we have money. We're not just, you know, sleeping on the streets in our costumes. We actually go to a nice hotel. So we were willing to go ahead and give you my business. I would not pay to spit on you at this point, sir. And I... What? <laughs> the olive. I'm going to a wedding, so I put socks and, and sandals, sandals on. on. <laughs> and as a prep. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, you know what? I don't have to take the shit from the IRC. <laughs> fucking lesser people. I'm not going to rain on my parade. And so this guy, this boy, he's, he's just sputtering. He shorts are classy, he, Fuck it. all of you. He doesn't know what to say. He doesn't know what to do. And, and you know, he kind of turns to the guy who's supposed to be sitting and said, go ahead and ask him. Ask that guy how long we've been standing here. And I said, I dare you to lie, sir. Go ahead and tell him how long we've been standing here. And the guy just kind of nods and says, yeah, they've been standing here for a while. I said, now tell me why. You, manager guy, you own the place? You the owner? He's like, yeah, I own it. Said, then tell me. Fucking tell me right now. Okay, I didn't you know, say fucking. I said, tell me right now why it is that we've been standing here this long. I would love to hear your explanation and why you sat down everybody else. Because the only thing that's different between us and them is the fact that we're dressed up in costumes. So I tell you what. 
I'm going to make sure that I tell everybody at the convention, I will send a letter to Otacorp because they talk to all the local businesses. I will make sure it's posted on the forums, on Twitter. I will make sure everybody knows not to go to your restaurant because you don't like the people who go to the convention. I will make sure everybody knows that you can't stand people in costumes, that you look down on all of us, that our money isn't good enough for you. At this point, I, I thought Lulu was going to kind of jump in because she likes that kind of thing. She likes piling on people. Uh, the Mystic Man was just kind of shaking her head. So we turn around and we walk away, as does everybody who was in line behind us who nice. was in cosplaying. There must have been a dozen people that got up and left. And, and I'll give them credit. The one couple that sat down that were in Orioles gear, because the Orioles game was going on Saturday, got up and left. And they nice. walked off with us. And we walked, I, I forget, we walked, I think we went across the street. We ended up at Five Guys, of all places, because there's one built into the Hilton. We're like, all right, well, fuck it, we'll go here. And we got sandwiches. But this guy, no, no, we'll sit down. No, I don't, what do you want to eat? I'll get what you want to eat. So I don't want any of your food. I don't want anything <laughs> from you. I can taste the bigotry and intolerance, sir. So I made sure I did fire off an email uh, to uh, Otacorp, and I did get a response, and they said they would pass on, they would investigate it. And I hope they did. I hope somebody did call me and ask them that. And I hope, and I did put it on Twitter, and I did put it on the forums. And I hope that fucker did lose his business. I hope he had to shut his doors. I hope he got hit by a train. Wow. That escalated quickly. I, he was a fucking racist Greek prick. It was, some, it was a Greek seafood restaurant. That's what it was. Fuck him. Fuck him. Don't like my khaki shorts? Don't like my, my polo shirt? My Cleveland Indians? Maybe that's why. Maybe he's just a real diehard Orioles fan and couldn't stand the fact that there was an Indians in front of him. It could be that. Motherfucker. Son of a bitch. I can't believe... You know what? He's discriminating against Native Americans. <laughs> I'm an Indians fan, goddammit. Chief Wahoo all the way. You're just taking shit in the IRC, and it's funny. <laughs> Manly stuff. <laughs> what? We have money. We're at the Hilton. Now we're going to Five Guys. Come on. <laughs> I knew... I, as soon as I saw... I, I, I knew that was going back to bite me. But we did. We went to Five, five Guys. Five Guys is good. You know, we, we had to wait in line like 20 minutes. I, fuck it. At least we got in there. They took our money. They were happy to see us. Right. Look, it, it's the nicest thing, too, about Baltimore is these people, these businesses... <laughs> They will fall all over themselves to welcome you in. It's because it's Baltimore. I, they're thanking God anyone's here. I've seen the wire. I know what it's like down there. It's it's a shame because their, their waterfront is really. I wish yeah. our waterfront was as nice. And I mean, it, it, I wish we had a Hooters too. God damn, I love those wings. <laughs> we ate at Hooters That's four why. times. Four times we were at the, well. I think because the women are hot. Yeah. Not at this one. I mean, oh, looking really? like yeah. oh god. I mean, there's some black chicks there were really hot. That's it. There's like two. The rest of them, you, I mean, you wouldn't, you know, stop to hit them with your car. You just, you know. Ouch. You know, addition by subtraction, doing the world a favor. Lifeguard, the human gene pool, that kind of thing. Really, ugh. Your waterfront is nice and when it's not on fire. That's not our waterfront. That's a river, asshole. Our waterfront's on a lake. Nothing but dead fish. <laughs> <laughs> waterfront's getting nicer up there. There's a lot of uh, renewal They're, going on They've there. got... What two hundred fifty million dollars they're pumping into the flats, all those restaurants yep. and stuff they're putting up. Yeah. Now it's not going to be the you know the flats of the the seventies and eighties. No. We remember when we were you know, but actually but, you weren't old enough to enjoy I the flats. Yeah, were you? No, oh, not, I did. Not during yeah. the day. That's a shame. Nope, nope. But I mean, when I was doing that uh, water taxi project, I got to see all the plans and all you know because it was part of the business stuff. We got access to all the uh, all the other business plans to see what was going and where. It's going to be really nice if they pull it off. 
I think they will. I think, they, oh, I, yeah. I think they've got the funding. Well, so far, but they're still waiting. Uh, last time I checked, they're still waiting on, like, two developers to kick in. Okay. So that's the last thing because they own um, – oh, God, what's that restaurant? It's right on where the river forks okay. up by the lake. Um, there's two empty lots next to it that are owned by one company. Oh, they is just it Hornblowers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Wait. No, that's no, next the, to no, no, that's no, no, next to Berk, uh, Berkeley Front. The big one. It's got the huge wraparound deck that looks over all parts of the river, and you can watch the ships go by. I cannot remember the name of it. That new comedy club went in next to it. Yes. The the property next to them. Shooters. Need, yes, shooters. Okay. Thank you. Um, the property next to them, the developers got to kick in on that. I think. I think they're still waiting for him, but I'm not positive. I haven't actually talked to anyone from up there in about three months, so. Uh, real quick, we are going to take a break here in a minute. And folks, we are going to go, if you're able to go a little longer yeah, tonight, because yeah. I know we started late. Uh, and it's our first show back. There's a lot to get to. Um, I do want to get a couple articles out of the way, uh, only because the second half of the show is going to be, again, a little heavier. Um, uh, we're going to have an argument about a couple things. I, I okay. have a feeling. If, I think we will. Real quick, uh, this, and by the way, our, our IRC rep is also back, Khalilu whose schedule has now been uh, cleared up a little bit, too, because she's been a very busy little bee. Uh, she is back and keeping all you mugs in line, but she's also, again, the show contributor and sending in a bunch of articles. Now, I will get to a couple of them tonight. I'm not going to get to all of them, only because of what's happened in the last couple of days kind of uh, derailed what I originally had uh, prepped. But this is from, speaking of restaurants, see? Professional segue. <laughs> from com, Namco. Well, I didn't even know they were still around. To open a Pac-Man themed restaurant in suburban Chicago. See, I I'm tempted to go. I I kind of want to see some French waiter come over and say, mm, "So we have the finest dots in all of the land." Or He's I dressed up a, as a ghost. Yeah, I can't <laughs> do a French accent, but close enough. You know what you a know, French guy sounds like, right? <laughs> you know, they set a plate of like white puffs in front of me, <laughs> and you just hear the little noise. <laughs> <laughs> How retarded would that be? But I would laugh. It's retarded so that you did the hard. noise, but <laughs> level two hundred fifty-seven, very cool. Because the last level is two fifty-six. For those who have played Pac-Man or know the Pac-Man lore, and the uh, level is actually only half half coded. So in order to play a perfect game, you have to get through level two fifty-six. But you can't. You got to be real careful because it's only half coded. Anyway, look it up. Level two fifty-seven entertainment complex will open in Schaumburg. Schaumburg, Illinois, in January. They could serve nothing but fruit and have a high scoreboard for those that eat the most. <laughs> Be awesome. Table 34 has got five pellets. Keep going, keep going. He needs a power pellet. Oh, my God, he's got the cherries. He's got the cherries, ladies and gentlemen. He's out chasing people at table three. <laughs> Music has the Hard Rock Cafe. Film has Planet Hollywood. It's high time the game industry had its own cheesy, tourist-trappy-themed restaurant to part visiting rubes from their money. Agreed. Uh, apparently, Namco agrees with that sentiment, given the company's plans to open level 257, a, quote, brand-new restaurant and entertainment destination inspired by Pac-Man, and a former Sears warehouse at the Woodfield Mall in Chicago, uh, in the Chicago suburb of Schaumburg, next month. Uh, by the way, Cleveland has made it on two different lists of the top 25 places to visit in the United States. Nice. Uh, both of which because of or it's kind of a food destination now. There are We've a got lot of really so many good restaurants, restaurants and so many high level chefs, starting with Michael Simon on the way all the way down. Yeah. It's now that the casino, 
you know, the the uh, you, uh, I mean, Playhouse District. I'll, I'll tell you, it's, the, uh, Cleveland's getting a lot yeah. nicer. I was up there for the Browns game mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, and, you know, downtown has changed a lot just in the last two years. Yes. There's been a huge number of changes. And I guess I don't get to see it very much because I'm there every day. Well, I mean, at least a couple times a week now. Right. I mean, there aren't near as many, and this, although this will sound funny, there aren't near as many panhandlers. There's not near as many, you know, beggars and, and bums and what have you. You just don't see them. Yeah, I, I mean, only saw are... one that entire Sunday. According to the official Level 257 Tumblr page, the 40,000-square-foot, 180-seat restaurant, it's only 180 seats, but it's 40,000 square feet? Well, hold on, keep reading. We'll also integrate a large entertainment complex featuring 16 boutique retro-style bowling lanes with smart technology, table tennis, pinball machines, and our lost and found games parlor with original arcades alongside exciting new titles, plus custom-built game tables and free-to-play game or board games provide a unique entertainment experience. Sounds like Dave and Buster's. Yeah, it really does. Uh, level 257 seeks to explore Pac-Man's impact upon our society and pop culture, reminding us all of the importance of play in our lives. I'm not sure how much of an impact it has now, but... Certainly did in the 80s, I suppose. Way back when. Uh, Namco, which first released Pac-Man in uh, the Japanese arcades in 1980, already operates a number of amusement venues in the U.S. through its Namco Entertainment subsidiary, including a line of Time Out branded arcades. Well, if I'm ever in Chicago, and I have reason to go as Mystic Mim's niece is there, and she just had a baby, uh, I would have to stop in there and uh, try that out. I kind of like it. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Chicago. I have family out there, so I'll probably hit it up at some point. No, this is this is interesting. Uh, you go ahead. And, are you able to read? Is your yeah. voice slow? Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. From Polygon. Oh, I saw this. This was hilarious. People bought bullshit, so Cards Against Humanity donated $250,000 to a nonprofit. Cards Against Humanity took its windfall profits from its holiday bullshit promotion and donated $250,000 to the Sunlight Foundation, an organization that tracks campaign contributions and lobbyist activities directed at the U.S. government. Cards Against Humanity believes that in American politics, cash is king, a post on the card game's official site reads. If you want to get anything done, you've got to buy your way in. That's why this year, two... Point oh, four. goddamn. Uh, $2,414,337,089 You could have just rounded it. was spent by 11509 Goddamn it. We're all about accuracy here. All right. Yeah, all right, because this, <laughs> this is where I go for my accurate news. 11509 professional lobbyists trying to sell their bullshit to Congress. I actually, a little background for anyone who doesn't know, Cards Against Humanity hates Black Friday. I mean, they hate Black Friday with a blind-burning passion. Every single year. I was unaware, year, but Why? They just think it's bullshit. They think it's a bullshit, commercialistic, you know, it's not... Of course commercialist. Yeah. the whole point of it. Right. But they don't like it. So every year they do something to fuck with it. Um, one year they sold out, they sent out empty boxes, but that time there were little cards tucked inside in a, like a little hiding spot. One year they actually jacked their prices up by $5 instead of lowering them and called it a sale just to see how many stupid people would buy it. They, they have some fun with it. On Black Friday, Cards Against Humanity sold cow dung to anyone willing to buy it for $6. Now, uh, some explanation, because I, I keep forgetting how big we are in Denmark and Norway, uh, and how many lo- how many international listeners we have. Black Friday is the day after Thanksgiving, which yep. is an, uh, a holiday here in the United States. Traditionally, Black Friday is the day where we all fight and shoot each other to get the best deals we can at whatever stores, starting at 2 o'clock in the morning. 
All right. Now, uh, the last couple of years, that has become less and less of a deal because people have been, you know, kind of going about and doing that, uh, you know, earlier and earlier in the week. But uh, yeah, Black Friday is is pretty much from that point forward. The rule has always been that that is when companies will start making profits. Yep. Is starting on you know Black Friday to the end of the year, the end of the fiscal years, everything is profit up to that point. Everything is, you know, overhead and taxes and what have you. But you always find supposedly your best deals on Black Friday. Yep. Generally. Generally. And it, it has gotten, you know, wider because now it's Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, yes. Cyber Monday. Monday. So I never heard of Small Business Saturday until your dad told me this year. I'm like, how um, many people are aware of this? Like three? That one's been going around for a while, but it's not a very big one. It's not nearly like Black Friday. Speaking of shitty stores, I, got a, I, I sold a, a Hanley Ramirez... A2000, the new one, uh, today to a guy who had come from Strongsville. Oh, God. It was absolutely so, so pissed off that they were so rude. Yeah. So nasty. They came out to us to see if we had any gloves. It was for his son. Uh, it turns out the guy runs a practice facility in Strongsville, and I've got a pass to go there for some uh, batting cage time. Nice. And uh, toss time anytime I like. Very nice. Oh, that worked out great. All right. So, Cards Against Humanity this year sold bullshit in a box. Literal bullshit. Uh, and then they announced that they were going to donate the proceeds earned from the campaign to the Sunlight Foundation. Instead of bribing our elected officials, we gave $250,000 to the Sunlight Foundation, a nonprofit that lets us see who's spending money in politics and how much they're spending, the site explained. After vis- several visual representations of what the money could have purchased, including 1.25 million fucking AOL CDs. Uh, you know what, and, and I'm just going to go ahead and, and, and stop here and just... I'm sorry. The correction was the uh, the cow dung cost fifteen dollars. It actually cost six. Six originally they. Said All right. Yeah. I can't think of, but think that they could have gone to a better charity than the Sunlight Foundation. Yeah. How many people really give a shit? I mean, look, we all know the lobbyists are happening. We all know that people are throwing money at Congress and the Senate and the President to get their voice heard in in you know the halls of the government. This doesn't surprise anybody. Uh, Two hundred fifty thousand dollars could have gone a long way towards something else. Especially during that, I mean, now that it's Christmas, uh, I don't know, uh, the food shelters or you know, things of that nature. Yeah. I, I, I know. I, it's charity, and I guess I shouldn't, you know, kind of poo-poo. <laughs> God, um, the fact that they're doing something for charity, just I, I think that they could have chosen a better way to spend that money. Um. It's theirs. They can do yeah, it what they wish. They could have just kept it. You know, they didn't have to, to, you know, give it to charity at all. Well, every year when they they screw people in new and creative ways, they take all the profit and donate right. it. It's one way to, you know, keep anyone from. It, it's your own fucking fault if you didn't know it was happening because literally on their ad it says literal cow dung. It is actually shit. There is no special, you know, there's nothing cars against humanity. It's just poop. But by donating it to charity, they can kind of defuse a little bit of the. They're trying to fuck us, man. You know, apparently stuff. Black live. Friday has sadly been started to be pushed on us foreigners. I did hear that. Okay, uh, Nim says there is a Black Friday in Denmark. Also, I have heard that it's now in the UK. That oh, they really? were, they were actually having fist fights in the UK. I'm like, yeah, finally we're you know we're uh, you know, exporting freedom. Uh, you know, Black Friday fights. Fleet Hector says I asked Vire the day before if Black Friday was an actual holiday to celebrate consumerism. Yes. <laughs> All right. God damn it, do your part. Don't let the terrorists win. I haven't heard about it to your dad's store. Speaking of shitty stores, don't hide <laughs> what you think about Varyar's father's store amp. 
Well, considering he employs me, I'm not about to go on a show with his son and say, oh, I hate that place. <laughs> oh. Uh, there's a Black Friday in Romania. At least the last three years there was. Wow. And they have it in Norway and all over the place. America. <laughs> You're welcome, world. All right, folks. We're going to take a small break, about 10 minutes or so. When we come back, we're going to do a kick to the curb. Uh, I'd like to get your emails in before. You know what? I, I'm going to I'm going to stop myself. We're going to hit a couple of these heavy hitter topics first, and then I want the emails because I I would like to get people's opinions on a couple of this stuff. Um, I, again, it's I'm kind of I'm kind of going back and forth in my mind since last night about what I wanted to do or how I want to approach it on the show, and I was kind of hoping we'd have more of a panel here to do that. The problem is if I wait a week or two for to address it. By that time, Not quite as topical. right, and people have moved on, especially the way things are these days. Uh, so when we come back, we're going to kick the curb. I believe we have a possible train of injustice given to us, Okie dokie. which you can go ahead and take a look at since you'll need it. You always like to look at things a uh, little bit. Well, well, you kind of do it as you go. Yeah. Uh, what? Oh, yeah. Nope. That's, yes, absolutely. Oh, All right. Okay, so I guess we have a winner there. Uh, the kick to the curb is actually uh, a near and dear to us, and I fully support this one because uh, in this version I get paid if this thing gets uh, uh, met. All right, folks, all that and more, so keep it right here. We'll be back in about 10 minutes. Warning, this show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. This is Invicta 1G of SS Radio, and you are listening to the Emperor on the Emperor's Court. He's back with the fire, and everybody's going to burn. All right, folks, we're back here in the Emperor's Court here on RivalCastMedia.com. I am your host, the Emperor, joined in studio by a plague-ridden varrier. <coughs> You actually did cough on the microphones, you prick. Sinvecta has actually come up in the world. He's doing very well for himself. Yes. Yeah, he's been doing great, which is awesome. He's a he's a hell of a broadcaster. Yes, he is. He's come a long way. He's done. He's doing very well for himself. Uh, he's he's gotten in with the right people, and I hope it continues down that road for him. Yay. Me too. We were just talking off the air about uh, some store stuff that I've been told that people don't care about and tired of sports and don't give a shit so with that said let's go into the specifics no, I'm kidding. <laughs> actually i'm just kind of i'm trying to figure out how i how i want to broach the coming subject but i guess we'll get uh our subject matter out of the way they just plain sucked well i've seen teams suck before but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked I didn't think it was physically possible, but this both sucks and blows. Now, normally the Kickstarter kick... Oh, cool. We already have an email. Uh, usually the kick to the curb is uh, a Kickstarter that we kind of make fun of because Lord knows there's enough of them out there that don't need to be. Right. Um, this is a little different. This is actually one I'm getting behind on. Uh, this is actually... And I'm only posting the uh, IRC here for you guys to look at. I just realized I did not give it to Cleela because she's not aware of it. Uh, I was sent this... 
uh, a couple weeks, actually a couple days ago, sorry, and again uh, today to talk about on the show, when and if we ever came back. This is called the Pro-Christ Trilogy uh, by author Vincent Gray. Now, all of you know who Vincent Gray is. You just don't recognize the name. He is better known as Samson, and he has done... Uh, or Samsung, according to some of them. <laughs> What's he called? You, Voyeur? Voyeur, Voyeur. yes. <laughs> hey, Voyeur. I wonder how many, how many people we have that are listening, our new listeners, like, what the, why is the guy named Voyeur? Oh, it's Voyeur. <laughs> Anyways, yes, uh, he, Samson is an accomplished author. At least uh, by accomplished, he has actually uh, he's put out two books, uh, The Pro-Christ and The Son of Sin, and he is working on The Angel King, which is the third book in his trilogy that he wants to publish. He has done self-publishing, and I will tell you the first two books were actually pretty damn good for a guy who is you know, basically a self-taught author. Yes, yeah. I, I thought they were very good. Anyways, The Angel King is the third book that he's trying to get out there. It's in the editing stage, I know, because I'm doing the editing for this. So about the project. For anyone who has ever written a book, you know how difficult it is to get words on paper, make sense, and make it interesting. Getting it edited is even more difficult. Then there is publishing in a world where every publisher receives hundreds of books a week. It is very difficult for new writers to get found. That is why I went to the self-publishing route. The problem with self-publishing? You're pretty much on your own. Yeah. When I first wrote The Pro-Christ, it was supposed to be an open and shut, finished, no more books, one shot done. After releasing it and getting feedback from the readers, they all had one thing in common. Where's book number two? So I took a few years to figure out a plot for book two, but then I eventually wrote it and even wrote a book three. Book four? Not sure if we'll go that far, but the potential is there. So I self-published The Pro-Christ in 2009, Son of Sin in 2013, and I'm currently working towards self-publishing The Angel King. And then it's got a, a, a link there so you can click the get the synopsis of, of what it is. Um, people who have read this book have this to say about them. Uh, <laughs> Although religious science fiction is not my usual genre of books I enjoy, however, I found the writing was good, the plot interesting. The author exhibits his imaginative prowess with this book. <clears throat> I want to add this list by giving all of my readers and future readers the options to choose between a paperback cover copy and a hardback copy and various ebook formats. Your contribution will ensure the publishing of The Angel King and the added additions to The Pro-Christ and Son of Sin, completing the trilogy. I read my first serious chapter book uh, when I was 12 years old. After finishing that book, I knew that I wanted to write a book one day and be an author. Risks and challenges. The challenges that I may face after this project is funded will be normal things such as the time it may take my editor to finish editing the book. I'm done. The publishing company formatting the novel and releasing it on time. Other than something happening to me, I cannot give any instance where there will be any issues with the production of this book. Now, what do you get for backing this project? He is asking for $10,000. Damn. Pledge, $10 or more. You get an ebook copy of The Pro-Christ and a signed cover poster, plus his infinite gratitude. And didn't that know, and two bucks will get you a cup of coffee. Didn't know gratitude was finite, but his is not. Pledge, $25 or more. You get a signed paperback cover copy of The Angel King. Pledge, $50 or more. Signed paperback cover copies of The Pro-Christ Trilogy. 75 or more. Signed hardcover copy of the Pro-Christ Trilogy. All of these have infinite gratitude. I cannot stress the gratitude enough. <laughs> uh, Pledge $100 or more is a personalized signed hard copy. So get your name written on it. Dear Emp, 
Thanks. Love Samsung. Samsung. <laughs> <laughs> Pledge five hundred dollars or more. Two personalized signed hardcover copies of the Pro Christ trilogy, personalized letter of appreciation from the author, and an option to have your own character created in future novels. <laughs> I want to start raving naked racist guy who hates black people. That's my character. <laughs> and you can't kill him off. Pledge $1,000 or more. Three personalized hard copies, plus an option to have your own character in the future, and a special dedication to you in the next novel. For a limit of two of you, if you pledge $2,500 or more, you get four personalized hardcover copies, a personalized letter of appreciation, an option to have your own character, a special dedication in the next book, and the author will come to your town or burg, host a book signing with you as the guest of honor, 50% of the proceeds of the book signing will go to a charity of your choice in your name. Woo! Actually, as far as it goes, I thought that was actually are pretty decent. I mean, for actually, what, yeah, we've for seen what you're a lot offering. worse. Right. Absolutely. I mean, you are basically, you're writing a book. You're publishing a book. So and, what else you can do? For 50 bucks, I'll blow you. For 100 bucks, <laughs> you have my infinite gratitude while I jerk you off. I mean, what else are you really going to do? $1 for an HJ, $2 for a BJ, $3 if for a ZJ. Mean it. What's a ZJ? If you have oh, to ask Tiger, you can't you know. afford it. <laughs> Three bucks, you'll find out. <laughs> now, I get behind this project for two reasons. One, it's because Samsung. it's yeah, it, it's Samson. He's you know uh, uh, a good friend of mine. He is making a bit of being a serious author. I, I believe he's got the talent to do that. Um, self-publishing, as I'm sure Baron could tell you, is, is Baron has always been an aspiring author, and I think needs to get his stuff published too. It's very difficult to break out. Even oh, yeah. you know, even if you're you know published with an actual company, it's hard to get your name out there and known. Absolutely. I know he's you know a friend of the show. He's been a guest host here. He's always welcome to to sit in if he's ever in Cleveland or if we you know ever have the ability to get him on Skype for a while. You know uh, the other thing too is since I'm you know the editor on this project, uh, I get paid because I'm editing it, and I want to get paid. <laughs> so in the interest of full disclosure, you have a fiduciary relationship with uh, with the author, which is why I'm saying it. Yeah, it's not just the fact. You know, I, I, granted, I'm not making a whole lot of money on this. I, I'm not a professional editor. You know, I I'm a little more skilled than your average bear. Uh, I, you know, I, I basically what I'm doing is it's it's not just editing as far as you know grammar mistakes, and spelling. It's also continuity issues, and, right? You know, rewriting of things. And we've already adjusted a bit. And, and the manuscript that I've been given is actually rather thick. This is not a small novel. He's not writing a 200-page book and saying, hey, I wrote a book. He's swinging for the fences. you got to admire the ambition. Absolutely. And, and if you're going to do it, do it right. Right. Any job worth doing is worth dying for. <laughs> <laughs> the blood of martyrs is the seed of the Imperium. Don't you use these motivational speakings? You said you did at work. You were using. I, I use the any job worth doing is worth dying for. Yeah, but uh, yes, there is a a financial uh, gain for this, not a significant one for many folks. Uh, trust me, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to go on vacation. With the money I make off of this, I would like to see though that he gets to publish his third book. I'd like to see the the trilogy brought to brought to a close. It is very well written, very well done. 
court twenty dollars for a knuckles up happy ending while maintaining eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> Who is printing with Lulu? Create space. Who is he printing with? Yeah, I think. Okay. Uh, no, it's. I mean, he's actually got books. You can buy them on Amazon. If you donate twenty five hundred dollars, you don't get any gratitude though. He doesn't have any left by that point. <laughs> well, the man's doing a book signing. Come on, what do you want? Aragor, Voyager, Samsung, and Lala. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. So there you go. Uh, it, again, it's the Progress Trilogy. I've got two signed copies of the first two books. Nice. Granted. Um, uh, again, I think he's got the talent for it. I think he's very well written books. I, I like to see uh, you know independent people succeed, yeah. especially on their own. I mean, it turned into a side project for him. I- I'd love to see it become a career for the guy. Absolutely. Uh, you know, so good for him. If you got any extra money that you don't want to donate towards my new machine, uh, which we will get on that. I'm waiting for you to jump in and say no more donation drives. Oh, I thought we were all kidding. Oh, no, I was being serious. No, yeah. Actually, no, no I, haven't, I haven't even specked it out. We put half-naked co-hosts up there. Nobody else has ever done that. All we have to do is run cables to Whopper. We'll be fine. I don't understand how that's going to work, because you need you need cables for the board. Yeah. For, well, I don't know if we would need one for the keyboard, because it's wireless. I don't know if, it's, if it worked that far. Yeah, it would. The mouse... We would need one for the monitor or the TV, and we need one for the uh, uh, camera. It's a lot of cords. I don't even know where the hell you get all the cords for that. Do they even make cords for that? Yeah, Booster cords? Okay. Donation drive for all the cords we're going to need for Best Buy. Actually, what you do is just write out whatever I would need, and I'll just go and pick it up. I can't imagine it would be that expensive. No, the cords aren't. I got like, uh, I think I picked up the ones that I needed when I was testing for like 10 bucks. So... Uh, and, you know, obviously, it's just, that's just one. We need a bunch. Well, yeah, but <laughs> I enjoy well-written, well-written books too. Amp, uh, written, uh, <laughs> thanks. Mm. I want pics of bubbles. That might be. I might be able to arrange that actually. Half naked coast. For those who don't know, when we do the uh, donation drive for the television that we currently use as a monitor, um, one of the things is my man Jack Dooley, my Clash of Clans, Clans brother. Joining the IRC. Yes. There he is. Uh, What Lulu had done, this is, gosh, she was on the show for a month, if that. Basically said that, because a buddy of hers is a professional um, uh, photographer, and said that she would strip down into bra and thong and take a photo shoot if we were able to go ahead and raise the money for the television, which we raised in two days. Because you all are a bunch of horny assholes. I think I've still got those pictures somewhere. I know she does. She uh, there, she took a whole bunch of them because, of course, I mean the guy did it for like a. I think we got her uh, got him a bottle of whiskey was our payment nice. to him. And I mean they're really well done photos. Even oh done. yeah, I so, you know, does some touching up and photoshopping, which he didn't really need to do. But uh, of course he kept on taking lots of pictures because uh, hey I get you know half naked chick in front of me why not right so there's like we only released like seven photos but there's like eighty of them. Yeah, Umor's right. They're still on the Emperor's Court Facebook. Oh they okay. Actually, Lulu is a very nice-looking MILF. Could lose a couple of pounds, though. Ooh. God, I wish she was really? here. Really? I wish she was here. Really? You'd lose her fucking mind. Scrub strips down for <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> Scrubs is saying, I'll strip down for cash. 
Scrub, don't you strip down every time a leaf blows by? I mean, what the hell? Somebody looks weird. Off comes yeah. the shirt. A chick glances within 80 degrees of his location. Ooh. That is one thing. I my shirt off. That is You're one thing. You're like McConaughey. <laughs> well, now that he's a serious actor. <laughs> I, I, I honestly think we could, if I could convince all of them to do it, we could put on one hell of a calendar. calendar? Absolutely. Think about it. Uh, I'm pro-selling Lady, Lady Mia, Eve, yeah. Lulu. Um, hell, I would bring Bass back here. Her boobs are bigger than you think. They're God, they're D's. I don't even know. She hides them. But I, trust me, with the chicks that we come through here, hell, I might even be able to get Bubbles to do it. As long as you keep her and me out of the stairway well, say, at the same time. Well, I might have to throw you to the wolves. Like, well, you know what? Fire will be doing the you know the photo shoot. You don't have to take your clothes off right now. You can put it back on. He's not here. <laughs> but uh, uh, actually, uh, I kind of mentioned that with, with Jeff Dooley about Clash of Clans. Um, it's uh, have, have you played it at all? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A lot of fun. I really enjoy it. Of course, Mystic Man would not be on that photo. Of course not. No, no, those are for me. Not for you. <laughs> but uh, it, it, some of the uh, some of our listeners are part of the in the Clash of Clans in our clan with me and Lulu, or Lulu and I, and we've been you know declaring war recently because we've got ten people. The problem is that only four or five of us are actually completing our attacks, so we're losing out. Yeah. Even though we're winning the battles, we're losing out by like uh, like one battle. Because they have six people that attack, we only have five, so it, it kind of sucks. And of course, we got Bazlil, who's our fifth now, who's actually attacking, but he's got nothing. He's got horrible base design, and I don't know. He, well, he, didn't he not play for a while? He, yeah, and then I kind of gave him shit on Twitter. So now that he is, uh, so I, do you people need to join us on Clash of Clans? If you can, look up. Uh, I think it's Lulu One G is her name. She's the clan leader, and the clan's Imperial Guard. Join us. On Clash of Clans, no matter where you are in the world, I know this because I get hit by Chinese people all the time. Seriously, everybody, everybody attacks me is fucking Chinese. Goddamn Chinese Chinaman game. coming across yeah. the border. Trying to steal my gold now. But absolutely, yes. Yeah, see, and just like, you know, yes, <laughs> losing due to lack of attacks. The Olive says, maybe I'll join Clash of Clans and not attack, too. Well, then you'll be there. Hopefully you'll put up a brisk defense, because at least if you have a good base design and are able to repel the enemy attacks, then at least you're contributing that way. Passively, if nothing else. Umar says, I've tried to look you guys up, but I can't uh, join you. What are the requirements to get in? Well, you can't suck, so that'll be part of the problem. <laughs> Clearly, I hate Clash of Clans. Well, that's because you're bad at games. Fire got them boobs. All right. Okay. Oh, the slapping video. That's right. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That, what was that for? That was for uh, the donation drive for the... Uh, the website, the server, and the uh, Sam encoder keys. Yes, yeah, and yeah. Remember, yeah. We said we raised five hundred dollars before we got off the air. You'd get slapped in the face, right? Yeah, and we did. Oh, that was that great. was funny. <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> no, I'm not going to defend shit. I'm going to get all uh, go all Santa, Santa on there and asses. just make sure that. All right, I see how it is. Hmm. Um, you know what? I will post in the forums the because there's actually a, a, a code or a key to look up our specific clan. And I will post it. If we have to boot out two or three people that are inactive, I will. If you guys are, are actually active and want to play. So I will put it up there so you can all join us. Kind of going with our, our clan discussion the uh, other day when we were doing the rival cast. Yes. Did you actually stop and get a chance to watch those videos from uh, I watched Quick two One? Of them. Yeah. Yeah. God, I sent those off to uh, Incarnadine, who's ghost in the uh, videos. I still talk to him. 
and we've got to talk oh, such a blast in the past. We, I was looking to see if anybody still played um, Quake 1. They do. They just don't play the, the CTF mod. No one ever plays it. Oh, okay. And the only couple servers are out there and no one plays. But I hopped in a game a couple of days ago. Just It was like, fuck, it was like being on speed and crack at the same time. It's it's just not playable. You can't play it. The computers are so fast right. for a game that was designed in, like, 1996. It's just I'm dying the instant I spawn because these people have been playing so long. They're used to the speed, and it's it's damn near instantaneous. It's nuts. But the game I've really been sinking some time into, and I've been kind of dragging you along with me on it, uh, has been uh, THQ's Space Marine, Warhammer 40K Space Marine. It's been fun. Now, wh- give your impressions, because I've talked about it before, but what do you think of it? Uh, it's, I mean, it's a lot of fun. The single player should be longer, but it's got a cool story to it. It's obviously a third-person shooter, mm-hmm. um, and you play as one of the Ultramarines in the single player. In the multiplayer, there's kind of like two versions. There's basically a you know, defense-type kill-the-waves-as-they-come-in mode called Exterminatus. Mm-hmm. Um, three classes, very customizable. It, it's, we've been having a blast with it. My only problem with it is I'm going to have to switch the... Uh, melee key from right mouse button because when I'm using that sword I'm hitting it so damn much my hand starts to hurt I, I do too when you're so playing much. assault right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I think I'm going to switch it to one of the uh, keyboard keys so I can do that the instead. problem is you're going to be hammering it the whole time and yeah. that's if you're using that but it's got to be close to the ones you use to move forward and back right but I'll have to figure it out because I'll be honest, after a full game of that my hand's just killing me because you're swinging so often right and it's that middle finger you know my uh, my Index finger is used to it. My middle finger is not. See, and so. uh, as soon as I saw this, I, all right, scrub, take it easy, buddy. Uh, I was really hoping he'd stick around for the uh, what we're going to get into here in a minute. But uh, one of the cool things is that, and, and as soon as I saw the assault marine and the raptor, I'm like, this is this is Warrior's play style because oh, yeah. basically you, you get a jump pack and you get to fly around. It's awesome. Yeah, and then you just drop out of the sky and you land on people and then you start you know cutting them up with you know a power sword or a thunder hammer or what have you. I'm all about the power sword. Told you it was good buy. It was, oh, yeah. it was well worth it. Like buck ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was well worth it. Yeah. And I still love the Fallout games, Olive. She's saying that New Vegas and three have been her jam lately. No, I forgot. I don't remember if Olive was a dude or a chick. Mm. You said a she, so I assume it's a she. I, I don't know. I always just assumed. I have no idea. Mm. Maybe we we'll get Kalilu. Kalilu, would you be in our our calendar? She's got big boobs. She'd do it. There you go. Just well, get a cleavage shot. Yeah. Straight down. I'm liking this. Hey, send me one. <laughs> oh, wait. Mr. Wayne might be listening. Send me one. No, there okay. you go. No. But I, I would be curious to see if Clulu would be willing to be in on such a calendar. I guess so. Well, that's a ring endorsement. <laughs> Hell yeah. Like, yeah. Like, maybe. All right. I'll take my top off. That, yeah, I think it's just like, that's a no. <laughs> Wait a minute. You guess so about sending me the picture or being in the calendar? It, it's a fine point. Stop yawning. we got more to cover. Good. All right, here we go. This is interesting. From mirror.co.uk. Is this the most annoying train habit? New York subway chiefs crackdown on man-spreading? Okay. Manspreading, the act of blokes spreading their legs, is the target of a new campaign to free up seats on increasingly crowded uh, trains. I have to alter their weird, uh, on the metro, that's a train. Men who hog train seats by spreading out their legs are being told to pack it in by the New York subway chiefs. 
so-called man-spreading. And i got to tell you, when I heard of man-spreading... That's I, not what I was thinking. Right, I was thinking... Apparently, I don't know. Maybe this girl is really sweaty, and you know they're you know they're not just sticking to her legs, and they're trying to very subtly kind of uh, air out the you know the boys. I, uh, apparently not. So-called man spreading, where male passengers sit with their legs in a wide V across two seats, is the target of a new campaign by the Metropolitan Transportation Authority. Could be they're just fat. I mean, they're Americans. One ad will bear the slogan, "Dude, stop the spread, please." Next to an image of two subway commuters who are forced to stand because of one man's slovenly stance, reports the New York Times. Uh, it may sound like an overreaction, but the New York subway is becoming more crowded than ever before. A whopping 6.1 million passengers used the system on its busiest day in 2014, compared to just 5.1 million on the busiest day, uh, busiest day a decade ago. Ending the scourge of man-spreading is just one facet of the campaign, which will carry the slogan, courtesy counts, manners make a better ride. What if women agree? Passengers who wear large backpacks on busy trains are also to be shamed. The crackdown will become as welcome news to those who think man-spreading is a real problem. God. You want, oh. to, you want to talk about first world problems. What? I'm Re- doing, yeah, I'm just really? my shot, yeah. We're Absolutely. not even fucking done with the Don't article. Don't care. Call him a shot. All right. Someone's getting railroaded all aboard the train of injustice. The whistles go whoop. When you want to whoop, it's that whoop whoop. Umar says, no, it's a real thing, but people don't always talk to people. Go ahead. There's an ordinance in Chicago about taking up too much room. All right. This is bullshit for a number of reasons. First of all, I'd like you let's go back to the article real quick. Go, go okay, there and hey, scroll up right. and, and let's see who wrote it. Because journalist Gabrielle Whatever is one of the leaders, I guess, of this whole protest dealie. And this is written by Dominic Smith. Obviously a beta male. Obviously. (laughs) Because any (laughs) alpha male will tell you that it's not my fault. Listen, we make all these accommodations for anyone who has a special Mm -hmm. need and a special problem. I'll tell you this right now. When I grew my beard out, my balls grew four sizes. All right? (laughs) It's hard sometimes to keep them closed. I mean, listen, it's not my fault. Women just have a hole between their legs. I've got equipment. I mean, there's stuff going on. You can't just close them. It's uncomfortable. All right? Unless you get, like, this perfectly lined up shaft ball ball vertical situation, I'm squeezing something. And it's, it's, not, it's not pleasant. I already have to ride on your smelly, sticky, pee-stained, shitty-ass public transportation system, and now I have to squeeze my own nuts just because some bastard in a suit wants to sit down next to me? Listen, <laughs> personal space is a real thing, and goddamn fuckers on the train don't respect it. One-arm's distance, bitch. I don't know you. I don't know you or your friend, although she's kind of cute, so now you can think of this spreading as a little show I'm putting on for her. You're welcome. All right? <laughs> Women are visual creatures, too, and I'm advertising. All right? That's what this you're is. You're presenting? Exactly. Oh, I got it. On a hot day, if I'm wearing shorts and a ball pops out, maybe it's an accident. Maybe I'm feeling a little frisky. I don't know, and you can't judge me for it. In a world where everyone is offended by everything <laughs> and everyone gets to have their feelings hurt, now mine are hurt, too. Manspreading is a thing. It is my legal and God-given right given to me by the founding fathers of this beautiful nation. Founding fathers. Yes. The freedom. It's in the amendment they erased. Yes. The 11th Amendment, the first one, before they started overwriting shit. Thou shalt spread your balls. Or wait. No, thou, that would be a commandment. Thou shalt. That's a commandment. How'd they write the amendments? I don't know. Thou shalt. Okay. So here we go. Another yep. woman yep. coming at it. 
Is the leg spreader exercising his male privilege? Yes. It's called I have a dick, and it's hot. Or as some defenders would have you believe, merely attending to the unique spatial requirements of his balls. Both are true. It's not male privilege just because I'm different, and my balls are huge. I mean, I practically need a wheelbarrow to carry these things around anyways. You guys get to breastfeed in public. Right. Why can't we spread? Exactly. It's ridiculous. Manspread sounds like the worst thing to put on a piece of toast ever. That's kind of funny. Manspreading <laughs> isn't a term that should be used alongside getting railroaded. <laughs> Makes it like a cave fanfic. <laughs> Uma Moore says, Ovar, you need to ride the red line when there's a Cubs game. You're going to feel raped. No, I'm not. Because, in my, because, again, the Founding Fathers, in their infinite wisdom, gave me the Second Amendment. If I feel like I'm getting raped, people are going down. That's just how it is. We've been look. We've got to wrap it up here. I've been you know coming over from an Indians game, especially in the '90s. You're like a sardine. You can't move in there. You're literally you're you're, you're shoulder to shoulder, or like a Browns game coming over from that. Well, I mean before they came back. Now they're just awful. Yeah. Breastfeeding isn't the same as a woman spreading her legs while sitting down, which nobody would complain about that either. No, there would be no woman spreading campaign to stop God, that. No, unless men, they were fat. Men everywhere would stand up and applaud politely. Yes. Thank They'd you. Be taking pictures. Thank you. you know what, ma'am? You may have that seat. As long as you continue to do what you're doing. Well, apparently that female journalist we were talking about did an experiment where she rode around all weekend spreading. I doubt anyone complained. Journalist Gabrielle Moss even spent a weekend emulating the worst culprits. Traveling around the subway with her legs splayed as wide as possible. Welcome to the matinee, folks. Sounds we'll like be she's here all night. Tip your waitress. I mean, come on. It's not the same thing. Of course, that also really depends on how, what she looks like. I mean, you know, if she's you know, fugly, then that's a different story. If she's you know, some fat piece of trash. Okay, well, you know, keep him closed and get out of the way, lady. Give me my seat. But if she's hot, I'll stand. Yeah, I'll stand. You know I'm going to stand right across from you and watch as you obviously make this social protest because that's absolutely the And I'll be there to support your social protest and make sure that nobody makes you move. I will say, stop, sir. She has the right to spread those as wide as she wants and may sit there. All right, here's what I want everyone to do. Right now, if you are a man or if you're sitting near a man, and they're sitting down. Look at how their legs are. Look down at yours, Em. Are they spread a little bit? I got my hand on my pants, actually. Is it more comfortable? Yes, it is. I keep my hand That's warm. how I'm sitting. My legs are kicked out to the corner. You know what? Once we get the uh, camera working, you'll be able to see. We'll be spreading the whole time. Yeah. Poor Lulu's going to be over in the corner because there won't be any room. Let's just mount the camera to the bottom of the table so people you know can check I, out our I feet. will encourage Lulu to go ahead and woman spread. And then I will be sleeping outside because she will run upstairs and tell Mystic Mim, and then I will get <laughs> tossed out of the house. You know, it's only half. Are you going to believe what your husband bullshit. just told me? Shut up, wife number two. <laughs> Go cook something. I will say that it, that's only half a train of injustice, though, because it actually is. Uh, I mean, I understand there's only so much space, but maybe you should run more trains, not tell me how to sit. Because it is actively uncomfortable. Like, true story. Real quick, close your legs. Just put them side to side like women do. I can't. My That's balls are right there. That's I can't do it. Yeah, I don't like it either. No. Fuck you. I got big thigh muscles too, so I, you know, I, I, I kind of need at least a little bit. It's not like I'm making other people stand up and so I can sit down and manspread. I was there first. You In all seriousness, this is what pisses me off. Does manspreading need to be stopped? Yes. Why do men need that much space? 62%. No. It's only a comfortable way to sit. 38%. There are people, I would have loved to have known how many votes have been cast on this. I cannot believe that this is, A, a real problem, and that, B, it actually made it to a news. It's I mean, an actual, an actual periodical of, of some stature. It's the mirror. I, <sighs> Everyone's got to find a problem. I guess. 
Everyone's got to have a cause. And There's enough shit going on in this before. country, and this is our concern. Well, this the man-spreading epidemic that is, you know, rampaging across the New York subways. I'm not saying be rude about it. I'm just saying, come on. There are some equipment differences. Uh, oh, I'm still getting favored and tweeted on this thing. I got into it with a Navy SEAL last night, or a guy who claims to be a Navy SEAL, about, uh, about this topic we're going to get into. Well, might as well get into it right now. Okie dokie. So the fun part of the show is now over, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you really enjoyed it. That's kind of cool. Uh, it's one of those Derek Jeter ones. Meh. I'm really hoping I get gold labels. Uh, well done, Mr. Woods. Well done. That's ridiculous. Did you at all get a chance to listen to my uh, uh, one-man op-ed that I put up on Thursday? Yes. Okay. Um, did you get to listen to the whole thing, the second part about Nordstrom's? I only got about halfway through the part about Nordstrom's. Okay. i got to finish it up. The and If you have not listened to it, I highly encourage you to go back. It's only about 48 minutes long. It's kind of a, a taste of kind of leading into things. Uh, the reason I did it is they were to the Emperor is because it, it, it touched on a few things that we don't normally discuss on the Emperor's Court, which were uh, kind of social issues, a, a, a real problem I had with, you know, actually the Sony hacking thing I kind of tackled. You're kind of smirking at what's what am I missing? Oh, here? I'm just going through the IRC. It's called crossing I, I your ankles. I only do that. You know, I'm not I'm not doing that. That sounds like a prison move. A woman's hips take up more room than her knees. That's true. First world problems, obviously. obviously. I, like I said, yes. This was made by hipsters. What do you expect? Yeah. Well, that's because they don't have any balls anyways. No. Anyways, I, told, I talked about the Sony hacking thing and the reason why that uh, this all had to do with, with money and embarrassment. That, that yeah. Sony is caving in not because, you know, they're afraid of people getting blown up in theaters, which is what this way of peace or guardians of peace are threatening. It's because they were they were so embarrassed by the nature of their emails that came out. You know, the racist comments and jokes about the president, you know, the the very derogatory comments they said about a lot of the actors and actresses, true or not. Well, the good news is the racist part's been handled because the Reverend Al has descended upon Hollywood and, oh, okay. and met Did with he? them. Yes, they had a 90-minute private meeting. He said there are still issues to solve, but it was very productive. So we can rest assured that racism in Hollywood is over because if Reverend Al Sharpton can't fix it, who can really? Yeah, it's kind of funny that I mean Sony made the, the Sony executives were making you know and I guess at the very I suppose they they were racial in nature I thought they were kind of stupid l- stupid and low key kind of you know petty moronic comments to make right but at the same time they have one guy or one person in the email that was telling Sony that they should not put Denzel Washington in the Equalizer that movie that came out a little while ago because uh, African Americans and black people as leads don't tend to do well internationally they do fine over here. But when you get into the foreign markets, they don't do as well. For whatever reason, the white leads in movies you know, garner a hell of a lot more money. He's Denzel fucking Washington. And that's what Sony said. Like, we don't care what color he is. He's getting the lead. He's Denzel Washington. So, of course he I gets mean, the lead. Sony isn't as racist as they make him out to be. And, of course, uh, Reverend Al Sharpton will jump in front of anything he can right now to get a spotlight. Although, right now, he's I'm sure I'm guessing right after yesterday he's wishing... He wasn't in a spotlight as much uh, lately as he has been. No, he's such a douche. The second part of that op-ed uh, was about Nordstrom's, which is a, a upper-scale uh, clothing store here in, that is primarily for women uh, here in the United States. And I assume they're international, I don't know. But they had an employee, an African-American gentleman, who had gone on Twitter and was saying this was uh, just last week. 
that for every African American that is killed by police, they should drag a decorated white cop out into the street and shoot him in front of his family. Now, the reason why this was an issue for Nordstrom is because he does this on his Twitter account where he is wearing a three-piece suit with a Nordstrom's uh, name tag with a giant Nordstrom's um, sign above his head. He's in the, the clothing department. Right. He's a tailor. And and his the description is uh, something or other sales representative of Nordstrom's. You know, it took him four days before they actually investigated this guy, before they finally got rid of him. Uh, after, you know, huge outrage by the Internet, and they didn't take any action until the media got a hold of it. The, well, and I, it does make a difference. The conservative media got a hold of it and said, right. how are you allowing this person to represent your company and not getting rid of him? He's advocating for the murder of policemen Which is started. in front of their families. Now, I kind of got in on that. I, you know, I, I, I tweeted them. I, you know, hit him on the Facebook and I guess because I have a, a, a larger following than the you know the run of the mill person that was tweeting them, I actually got responses. Nice. Which you know the first day was okay. He's allowed to have his own opinion. Day two was okay. We'll look into this. Day four was he's no longer employed here. Now the difference was on day three is when Fox News got a hold of it and a couple other ones, and all of a sudden now it's an issue. Now we need to go ahead and get rid of him. Now. I will say this, and it's you need to know because I believe in, and like you had mentioned earlier when I was doing the Kickstarter, uh, I want all cards on the table. I need to know. I, I want everybody to know where we're coming from. My father was a police officer. He was a Vietnam veteran when he came back from Vietnam, uh, and I, I said this in the op-ed, but I'll, again, for those who have not heard it, he uh, went into uh, into the civil service. He became a policeman and was for 30 years and retired uh, some years ago. He, uh, you know, joined up as a actual rank and file officer, and he retired as a police chief. Uh, chief, police chief, uh, the most successful one that our city has ever had, and still beloved to this day. Yesterday, a man from Baltimore, an African American man, went on Twitter, his Facebook, and was telling people that he was going to kill some policemen in revenge. For the deaths of Michael Brown and Eric Garner and uh, Tamil Tamir Rice. Yep. He then drove to New York, found two cops sitting in a cop car. Weren't they female cops? No, they were male. Were they? Yes. Okay. I thought I heard they were female. No, they were male. One uh, who happened to be, I believe, was Chinese. One was Hispanic. Okay. It's not white cops. They're both minorities. They were in a patrol car. And they were on their beat, and they're basically, you know, making watching traffic because be a lot of kids cross that particular part of the street when they're going to school. Walked up to them in the morning, uh, walked up to them in the morning, pulled a gun, and shot them both in the head. Apparently, he was going to go after a third cop and ran out of ammunition. Didn't he shoot himself too? Uh, well, he yeah, that's the thing is he had one bullet left or whatever. He took off running. They later tracked him down at a train station where he shot him and killed himself. Now, I got into it on Twitter last night with a couple of people. Before I get into the meat of my, of my issue here, is that uh, some of these uh, We Can't Breathe and these, these, these Ferguson protesters were saying that uh, using the word assassination is deliberately making it sound like this guy was a bad guy. That using the word assassination makes it sound like, uh, like you know, this was premeditated. It Instead, was. Well, no, they're saying 
they're making this out to be a racial thing when in reality he was simply suicidal because of a problem he was having with his girlfriend or fiance. That he acted out not because he was racist or because he was really getting revenge for the killings of these unarmed black people. It's because that he was in a depressed state due to problems with his woman. Maybe that contributed to it. It's possible. I'm not saying it didn't, but he still went out. He called his fucking shot. And it wasn't, I, I would argue that it wasn't racist because he obviously didn't care whether they were white or not. He shot no. an Asian and a Latino. It it had, the only race he was against is blue. Yeah, he was against the cops. Now, he may, I, I'm not saying he didn't have any type of mental problems or un- instability, but he fucking called his shot. It was premeditated. He uh, went out there and assassinated his ass her. Didn't he shoot the girlfriend too? Yes, he killed the girlfriend. Then he got in a car and drove two and a half hours to Brooklyn, New York, where he shot and killed two cops. Then he tried getting away before they cornered him, and then he killed himself. See, here's the thing. Assassination means that you planned it, you then carried out a plan, and killed... Gibsy, for fuck's sake, I can't believe I'm hearing this. It's a shallow attempt to justify violence with violence. Oh, cop kills unarmed man by choking and also another man who was being rowdy, but that's okay because people go out and kill cops. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Wow. See, and this is where... This is... No, 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 no. Gibsy, I'm not sure... I'm not positive I'm reading this right, but it sounds like you think that we think that Eric Garner and Mike Brown and Tamir Rice were justified because some people shoot cops. Is that is that the way you're reading that? Because that's how it came across to me. Um, I'm going to give him a chance to go ahead and clarify before I jump down his goddamn throat. Uh, let me continue though. The point is, this guy planned it. He went to New York. He found two cops. He killed them. Then he tried getting away. If somebody is suicidal, he would have just killed himself and been done with it. Instead, he kills his girlfriend, kills two cops, then tries to escape. Only when they started to get into corner him that he decided to take himself out. If he was truly suicidal, then he would have just done it. He wouldn't have. He wouldn't have then tried and, like you said, called a shot, saying, "I want revenge on cops." For killing unarmed black people. And then he tried to run. That's the part that, to me, says it wasn't suicide by cop. He tried to run. What gets me is the fact that that these these groups, that these protest groups who are, are mad over the grand juries and all that, and the fact that these cops you know, were not indicted, they didn't go to jail for that, you know, they were defending, um, some of them were actually outright defending him, saying, well, this is what the cops get. This is what they deserve. They brought it on themselves. Other words are saying, well, what do you expect when you're, you know, killing unarmed black people? This is this is what's going to come back to bite you. We don't condone violence, but this is what's going to happen. Sounds like you're condoning violence. A lot of these people had the can't breathe thing in their little avatar. Well, you know what? There's two cops now who can't breathe either. Right. And they weren't resisting arrests. They didn't attack another cop. They weren't waving a gun around in a park. They were sitting in a cop car making sure some kids could cross the street safely. Yeah. One just got married. One had two kids. Including a 13-year-old. Who doesn't understand now what happened or why. You have a mayor of New York who's all but thrown them under the bus, and de Blasio did this, and, and I'm right with him. When people saying that that fucker has blood in his hands, the same with Holder, the same thing with Obama, they do. Same thing with Sharpton. Because they went out and they instigated these people. The media. They, I blame the media, them. too. Oh, oh the media's I blame got, them. Absolutely. Media's, uh, sure. 
But the blaster goes out there and says, we had to sit down and have a talk with our son on how to approach the police and deal with them because we fear for his safety. You're the mayor of New York. You have Eric Holder and President Obama who immediately went to Ferguson. You have President Obama who immediately said, you know, during the Trayvon Martin thing, well, that could have been my son. Who on the Eric Garner thing had a comment? That son of a bitch was playing golf yesterday when he was notified that the shootings had taken place. They didn't release a statement, and he didn't do it. The White House press secretary did right. on his behalf 12 hours later at 12.40 a.m. last night. This shooting took place at 11 a.m. the day before. But he's in Hawaii playing golf. This is where we're going to get into it, and this is what my point is. I believe, especially after last night, the things that I've seen, and granted, I understand the Internet is a mere massa of, of cynicism and hatred and crap and, and everything else, but it is also a microcosm of the way people think and act. I believe that this country is irrevocably broken. We are now divided. This nation is no longer one, you know, unified under God is not. I think what has happened now is you are starting to see the cracks and they're becoming wider. You are now, and another cop got killed this morning in Florida. Yeah, I saw. I believe that the country is now broken beyond repair. I don't know that, and I don't believe that, that those divisions can be fixed the way things are now without some massive movement, without some giant trigger, I don't believe that there's any going back. And I think this feeds into a lot of it because of the political discourse, the fact that you have people on opposing sides. I think this is now taking you know that to a violent and extreme level, where you have the, the hands-up nonsense, which is a lie. It's all built on the fact that you know the guy put his hands up. That's been proven. It never happened. The witnesses say it never happened. You have a man who attacked a cop, and I have deliberately not gotten into the whole Ferguson thing, but it all kind of ties together. He attacked a cop. He got shot and killed as a result. You have a 12-year-old here in Cleveland who's waving around a gun. that It's an airsoft gun. It's metal. I've seen it. I've seen one exactly like the one he had. I held it because I went to a store and actually picked one up. I could not tell, and, and if I had a real gun next to this one, they're both heavy, both metal, both look the same. The barrel obviously is a little smaller. I certainly couldn't tell the difference. Then you have Eric Garner, who's been arrested 27 times prior. Granted a stupid law, but a law just the same. With a guy, with a, a, an owner, a shop owner, who had made the complaint to the police that he was selling you know, cigarettes outside of his store that sells cigarettes. He resists arrests. And because, not only because of the chuckle, because he was obese, because he had asthma, because he was in poor shape, he you know, died as a result of that. Again, resisting arrest. These are not people that were sitting in a car doing nothing. Instead, you now have two police officers who are killed. Another one killed this morning, and st- I'm still waiting to, to hear about how that one transpired. These were declared revenge killings. Do you think any cop now is going to take a chance nope. and stop and think that through, saying, you know what, nope. I don't want what happened to Ferguson to happen to me? No. After what just happened to the police in New York and in Florida, 
There's been over 100 assaults on police officers in the last two weeks alone. Over 60 assaults in New York in the last uh, week. Things thrown, attacks. Now, I will, real quick before we go on, Exy says, I disagree with the Garner case. I think the police handled that one badly, and I think the Dreon jury made a mistake on that one. Based on the things I read, that I've read, I actually agree with him on Garner. I think that that should have been at least an indictment and taken further investigation-wise. The guy is resisting arrest. He's refusing to go. He shoves a cop. What, are they, what would you rather have them do? I don't know. It's, he died because he was, in, he was overweight. He was in shitty shape. From what I read, the guy used a win. No, I saw that You can watch the video. Yeah. He's a huge dude. And the cops that are around him are, are like my size. Thinner. My size. The guy's like, what, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, tipping to 300-some pounds? Look, I'm not we're, making I, a judgment one way or the other. I understand I don't that, but enough. I'm just saying I'm just the saying guy's that resisting it arrest. Gone farther. From it, everything I've read, that one should have gone farther. Now, in Ferguson... I got to be honest, I agree with you. I think that that one, they made the right call. Based on all the evidence yep. that was released, the problem is nobody waits for that anymore. The legal system, by its very nature, is a slow thing. It takes months to find the truth. Like, they you know, they demand justice. Well, justice is the system doing what it does. They, they got it. They got a decision based on evidence. But instead, you have a lot of people inciting problems, inciting violence, inciting riots. Using they want bad information, false information, deliberately false information. And uh, you know what? Well, if the court of law doesn't work, well, the court of public opinion is much easier. We can use that. The bottom line is this. If the son of a bitch hadn't, you know, hadn't knocked over a convenience store, he'd still be alive. Yep. If he had gotten out of the way of the cop when he said, get out of the middle of the street, he'd be alive. If he hadn't attacked the cop, he'd be alive. If the other guy hadn't broke the law for the 27th time doing what he knew was wrong and then fighting with three other cops, including shoving one, he'd still be alive. Yeah. If Tamir Rice's parents had paid attention to the fact that he'd taken the orange tip off of a gun that looked surprisingly like a Beretta, he'd still be alive. If he wasn't walking around waving in a park full of people, he'd still be alive. Nobody is stopping to talk about the fact of why these people were killed. Only that they were. That's because there's an outrage industry in this country. And and that is my point. That is why I believe we are we are irrevocably busted. There are too many people now with an invested interest in us, you know, being each other's throats, and you know what? People want to be. If nothing else, that has convinced me seeing these supposed protests. You know, especially happening in places they don't need to be. Stopping traffic, going to the Mall of America, doing these supposed die-ins, you know, the whole hands-up thing, all based on a lie. You know what? I didn't see anybody coming out from the NFL or NBA wearing an NYPD shirt today. Nope. But all of them were willing to wear the I Can't Breathe shirt. They can come up with their hands up, but no one supports two minority cops being killed. Not white cops, minorities. No one gave a shit about that. Not even the president can be bothered to make a comment. Not even personally could he make a comment. His secretary has to do it. If the president of the United States doesn't care about those people or the other people on the other side of the aisle, no one's going to. Tell me I'm wrong. We're done. We're headed now down a dark path that I see can only end in one way. And that's an actual honest-to-God civil war. And I used to believe that maybe it would be, a, a one, a civil war of ideas, of cultural change, of uh, not an actual shooting war. Not anymore. 
Then you have the NYPD who put out a statement last night saying that they are now considering themselves a militarized police force like they were in the 70s, where they are now under siege by everybody. Because you got the media throwing them under the bus, you got the mayor who isn't backing them but blaming them. You've got the people who are now crossing state lines to come and kill them. Plus the guy in Florida. I, I thank God that my father is now retired and is no longer an active police officer, even though we are in a suburb of Cleveland. I see no way of coming back from the brink. And you know what? I don't think anybody wants to at this point. I think things have gotten so far beyond the point. I'm still pissed about what happened yesterday. I have no sympathy for them. I have no sympathy for the guy who, who, who shot himself. The, the, I mean, the, the guy who went on revenge. I have, you know what? I have no sympathy for Mike Brown and for what he did. He brought that on himself. I have a lot of sympathy for a 12-year-old kid who was killed because he's waving around a gun because he took the orange part off of it. And I wonder if he wasn't doing that to show off to his friends that, hey, see, I can make this thing look like a real gun. In today's day and age, how many cops are killed? There's 150 cops killed in, in 2013 alone. And you can look that up, folks. I looked up the stats. I was curious to see how many people are actually killed. How many policemen have lost their lives in the line of duty? And that's just the ones killed. That's not the tens of thousands of assaults that have taken place. Yeah. I mean, that that's one of the things, you know, when you, for example, Tamir Rice. That one's tragic. It really is. 12-year-olds getting shot over a mistake. And it's horrible. But cops are attacked all the time, especially in urban environments, which is why normally you hear about this stuff from urban environments. I mean, urban police forces... Yeah, they are under siege a lot of the time from gangs, from cartels, from from a lot of different directions. And if you get a report, and that's the report they got, someone has a gun. That's what they were told by the dispatcher. Yep. That's what they were told by, you know, their control. Yep. This guy's got a gun. We've got multiple reports. He's waving it around, you know. And then I watched the video, and it's sad. It really is. It's tragic that a 12-year-old was shot. But it's hard to blame the cop when he's getting out of the car, and as he's getting out of the car, the kid goes for what looks like a real gun. Yes. This isn't one of those times where, you know, it it was a cell phone. And in that case, yeah, questions need to be asked. You know, maybe an indictment's necessary. And I still, I honestly, I think I do disagree with you on Eric Garner. I I think that if you've got him in a chokehold, it takes a while for someone to choke to death. I don't know the extenuating medical factors, so I'll stop from there. Watch the video, because they, they didn't have a chokehold that long. They got, once they got him on the ground, they were on top of him, holding him down because he's still fighting. I'll have to see it, because I don't you, have enough info Gibson on says, that. the 100 or so thousand police killed since 2001 on duty, how many of them are accidents? Because I'm sure they put those in the stats. What the hell difference does that make? Are you telling me that the majority of them are accidents? If one guy is killed in the line of duty... And that gets around. There's a reason why thousands of cops attend the funeral of one that is killed. Um, Uma Moore says that kid was four, though. No, he 12 was 12. He's 12 years old, and he was he's a pretty 12. tall kid to begin with. You know what? I'm pretty sure. I, I know when I was a kid, my parents knew what kind of guns I had. You know, super soakers, squirt guns, things of that nature. Yeah, we mine had plastic, were pretty much all yeah, we, had pla- we had plastic guns that looked real. You know what? I was not allowed to take those out of my yard. Why was his parents? Why were they not? This is, is an airsoft gun. You can't, as a 12-year-old, go and buy one. Well, a yeah. parent would have had to have bought him this pellet gun. Why were the parents not aware that he had taken the orange tip off? Because you know what? 
if the orange tip is on that gun and the cops shoot him, that's a whole different story. Oh, yeah. Then the cops, you know, deserve, then they go to jail. Yes, then they go to jail. Gibbsy, what the hell are you talking about? Nobody said more police have been killed through violence than the troops in Afghanistan and Iraq combined. That's a, no. What? I don't know what the hell he's talking about. I Nobody know said that. that. 100, 100, you said 100, right? 100 and change? 100 cops have Last been year. killed in 2013. Okay, in, yes. in 2013, 100 cops were According killed. According to the, the Law Enforcement Memorial Fund, uh, there's been over 20,000 policemen killed since 1901 in the line of duty. Okay. And those are only the ones they've actually been able to record, the ones that actually bother to put down records of. You know, because you did have people killed in line of duty that were sheriffs and counties in states that may not have, you know, put down the records at the time. Those are just the ones we know of. Over 20,000. That's not including over the, what is it, the, over 100,000 assaults, 56,000 people hurt. And you expect the cops to go ahead and take it on faith that that airsoft gun that looks like a gun, feels like a gun, has the same paint job as a gun. Go look up in Airsoft real quick and see how cl- 100,000? No, he thought we said 100,000. Then you're a fucking moron. I never said 100. That, that doesn't even make any sense. 100,000 police? He misheard. No one else misheard it. I would have heard that. And said, no, don't wait. Mi- no, roll he your eyes. It. No, he's looking. He, he just said, oh, I thought you yeah, said, now, my bad. He's been looking for something, a point of contention this entire time. Anybody who said 100,000 would know that doesn't make any sense. That, he said, he said the hundred, I'm guessing what happened. So you misheard. It says right up top, the hundred or so thousand. And then I hold it against him that he's, he's looking to make hay out of this. Well, no, and he, he disagrees. Stuff. But so I ask you, am I wrong? Am I Do wrong I think it's thinking broken that, that beyond the, repair? Yes, no. Yes. I think I think we can find our way back, but in order for that to happen, people need to stop being outraged about every goddamn thing. Because that's that's the problem. The problem is there are battle lines drawn. People are looking for fights. Actually, no, missing. He's been objecting since we started the topic. Go up to the top and you say, well, you're saying you're justifying, you're going after this guy because you, you said it was revenge killing. This has been, he started when we started talking about the guy who came from Baltimore and shot the cops in New York. I'm sorry, continue. Go ahead. Well, I just, I think we can find our way back. The problem is right now, A, you have people that want to be outraged. There's an entire industry around manufacturing and exploiting outrage. You look at Al Sharpton. Yep. You look at the media. I mean, their ratings go up. The president. The attorney general. I would agree that the government is looking for these type of things. They And they're picking a side because it's good for them politically instead of the right thing to do. Uh, instead of trying to calm people down, they're picking a team, even before the facts come in, and I think that's wrong. But you have to trust the government. I mean, the, the government relies on trusting it to be impartial. That's the only way it can work, is if it follows the same rules for everyone, and I think a lot of people don't think they do. I think when you look at the media, they're more interested in sensationalist ratings than they are in waiting for facts. I think people have become so, um, they have such limited attention spans now. They're used to everything instantly. Yep. You know, with social media, stories can spread so fast, and the wrong information gets out, and people aren't willing to wait to actually see what happened. It takes time to get the facts. It takes time for a proper investigation. There was 2,500 pages of evidence presented to the Ferguson grand jury. Dozens of witnesses. 
The prosecutor took it all Most the way there. Most of them, which has then been dismissed by the people who are protesting out there, saying, well, I don't believe any of it anyways, because the, right. cops, the cops just staged it, or the witnesses were coerced. And so it doesn't really matter, even if they had taken the time to go ahead and put all the evidence together. They weren't well, going to believe them anyway. But that's, that's my point. It took long enough that opinions hardened, hardened. You know, a lot of disinformation got out there and became the quote-unquote true version that people heard about, and it gets a lot harder to get a truth out when the lies already taken hold. And then you have people that don't want to listen. And that's what Missing said, and that's what I said earlier. And he just said, it doesn't help that a ton of people don't want to be calmed down. And yeah. that's the problem, and that's where I think we're broken. Because this goes over to the political part. You know, you can divide this right down to people that are supporting the cops, yeah. You conservatives, the, the people that are pro-gun, pro-this, pro-that. Part, yeah. The people that are, are protesting, they happen to be liberals, Democrats, in this case, primarily African-Americans. I, they don't want to be. They see their, their calling card, they see their banner, and it's, it, it's you know, I forget what the hell it is. Abby, get your gun, or whatever it is. What? I, I can't remember what the saying goes. Jenny, get your gun. Okay. Basically, what it is is that each side is now armed, especially one. Yeah. They now see their chance to use this. I mean, you have something that's now happened in the physical world, actual violence. So you can now use this as part of your political agenda to push everything out of the way. I mean, it's already bad enough that we're silenced anytime we try to you know, disagree with the president or disagree with someone because we're a bigot, we're a racist, we're this, we're that. Okay, now this is the same thing. I would argue you both support, sides live in their echo chambers. Uh, I would argue that, you know what, and I would argue that point too. I would say no. Right now, and it has been one size living in a far larger echo chamber than ours is. I don't and disagree. I think it's worse on one and side than the other. But for a long time. I mean, and there are plenty of morons on our team that don't want to listen to anything but you know, our rush morons or whatever. Are going out and literally shooting people. For the most part. Yeah. And that's the problem. Is now it, and now we're getting into the violent stage. And I, I don't see – look, and, and you're right. To your point, there's you know, – the, the government has to be impartial. There needs to be real leadership to calm people down. And that leadership has no interest in doing that. No. They want to score political points with their base. Because they just took a point. fucking beating. That's that's just it. That's the base. Yeah. The base. They're, that's what I'm saying. We're broken. There's no going back now. They have to. They have to double down. They have to keep pandering to that base. They have to keep telling them, the police are after you. They are not the thin blue line between us and anarchy. They are not the ones keeping us safe at night. They are the ones who are out to get you. Yeah. Which I question, anybody with common sense stops and thinks and says, well, if that's the case, then why aren't we being massacred wholesale? The reason why we make a big deal of this when it does happen is because it is so rare. I saw a statistic. I can't remember the exact numbers. But a grand total, I'd have to look it up to get the exact numbers. Annie, but get I your gun. Say, Thank you, Rue. Yeah, Annie, get your gun. I want to say that it was roughly 400 or maybe 500 people killed by cops last year in, in like, officer-related shootings. Okay. Um, the majority of them, if I recall correctly, and like I said, I'd have to look the number up again, I want to say about 300 of them were white. Nobody see, cares. Don't see any parades or marches. No. Because that doesn't get you anything. Right. Well, and again, you have an industry that literally, I don't know about requires, but definitely gets a boost when they successfully push an outrage story, a sensationalist story. Whether whether it's a cop killing 
you know, killing somebody uh, in, and there's a little bit of controversy there that they spin into this whole fucking thing, into a whole fucking mess, because it was the day after. They were doing 24-hour news reports sure. on this, and nobody knew what happened. But it's, I mean, right. it's everything. But and that didn't, even after it all came out, you know what, and a couple people would have put it on the Twitter, and I noticed this when the grand jury came out and they announced what had happened, the difference between what Fox tweeted out and what CNN tweeted out. Fox tweeted out and said, you know, Officer Daniel, whatever heck his name is. Darren Wilson. Darren Wilson, you know, uh, not indicted by grand jury in the killing of Michael Brown. Yeah. The CNN said, white officer, I'm sorry, what's the name again? My mind just went blank. Okay, white officer Daniel, whatever the hell his name is, not indicted by a grand jury in the killing of unarmed black, you know, man, Michael Brown. You have one saying... Officer not indicted in the killing of this guy. And you have CNN saying the white officer not indicted in the murder of the unarmed black man, Michael Brown. Right. No, I, I would agree. It's it's sensationalism believe, and it's a push. Let me ask you this. The do guy in believe, first place doesn't need to do that. Do you believe that the riots happened in Ferguson as a result of the media hyping it or not? Yeah, absolutely. Or, well, I think they played a large role. I don't think it was the only reason. But okay. a lot of those protesters and rioters came in from all over the country. You're telling me the media didn't have a large role in getting those people to go out there? Oh no, I believe they absolutely did. I think I think they're culpable. I think for what everybody happened. was out there looking, and you know what? A lot of them they were breaking the stores, burning stuff out. They didn't care there was cameras watching them. No, they didn't give a shit. They knew they weren't getting arrested. And and that to me is another thing. If this was a police state, if these people are out there, why were these people not being hauled off and arrested? They should have been. Why were not why were not being shot on site for destroying people's public property, or personal property? Not going and for the, shot, but arrested. Well, okay, yeah, absolutely. the irony being that they burnt down more minorities' shops than they did anybody. You know, right? White. These are people that were. I mean, they well, were. They destroyed their own town. Sure, and and oh, yeah, part of that is is you know anarchist scum who are just looking to get you know loot and and right. and run amok. A bunch and of people the, broke into McDonald's and stole the TVs yes. for justice. Right, idiots. Or the Fox News were actually and they got attacked. They're actually broadcasting. They broke into a liquor store. Yeah. And the liquor store had the hands up thing and the we support the protest and all that. They didn't care. Nope. They broke through the boarded boarded, uh, uh, doors, got in there, and took everything. Yeah. So you believe the country can be saved, that this is not the start of something much more sinister, much worse. And how how does that start? How do you believe we can fix or go back to it? I don't know. I'm not sure yet. But, I mean, it's gonna. you're going to need a new administration. You need the government to regain the trust that it's lost. Um, you need to find, I don't know. Can't be a sure. white guy. You well, can't have a white president try and heal the, the wounds because it's not going to happen. I think right now it is so ingrained in, in people of one political agenda or the other that they don't trust the other side. They yeah, I trust, would agree with They that. don't trust anything they say. They don't trust anything they do. I mean, on the one side, you have these 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 protesters, and you know what? And I, I wish there was another term I could use than protesters, because a lot of them aren't. A lot of them are, are anarchists. A lot of them are instigators. A lot of them are troublemakers. They're just out there to, to cause problems. Right. Okay? Uh, they're not going to believe anything you say that isn't, yes, you go ahead and shut everything down. Because they don't have an answer for what. They just want, we want people held accountable. We want things to change. Good. How would you have them change? more accountability to the community. They're already accountable to the community. They're public servants. So give me an idea. What should change? Now, one thing I have heard is is body cameras for all cops. Oh, I believe absolutely they should have them. Oh, yeah, I agree. Every cop should have a, a, a body cam. I would agree with that. 
not just for, for the protection of the community, but also for their own protection. There is that. But these people don't have any solutions because they don't want any. You know, and I hate to use a, a, a movie to demonstrate my point, but it, it's such a good quote, and I think it's very true, uh, in, uh, was it, The Dark Knight, when Michael Caine is talking to Christian Bale, and they were talking about the, the guy that he was chasing in, you know, the, the jungles, and they had Michael Caine saying, you know, we, we gave him all, you know, this bribe money and all these jewels and all that, and he didn't care. He just threw him out on the, on the road. Yeah. He said, why? He said, because some people just want to see the world burn. And I fully believe, especially now, and it, the younger generations coming up, the hipster-type peoples, they don't care. They just want to see the whole thing burn. They don't have a solution. They don't have an answer because they don't want one. If they have a solution or an answer or a goal they have to work towards, that means they're held accountable and they actually have to make progression towards that goal. As long as they're going out there with, I can't breathe, signs, and that's all they're doing, and saying, we want police held accountable, with no reasoning behind it, no answers behind it, they can keep doing it indefinitely. And they'll always be in the, the moral right, because who's going to argue for more accountability of police? Right. No, I wouldn't disagree with that. Zana says that's because the news is a product to be marketed and sold in America. That's the same everywhere. I mean, that's not an American uh, problem. You're going to tell me the, the British tabloids have all the royals around? They're not completely built about around that? No, I think that's anywhere. But I do think I would be interested, I don't know, something, something more impartial. Because right now, you're right, everyone lives in their own echo chamber. You know, everyone listens to people that they agree with. And more and more, the other team is the enemy. They are the enemy. They're the bad guys. They're, I mean, there was an article just released, It's Okay to Hate Republicans, by a university professor. Sure. And you this know, happens at email time now. You know what? People on the right say the same thing. You're a liberal. Really? You're automatically an idiot. Uh, show me. No, no, no. Uh, I'm not saying to the same level because obviously if you're a right-wing university professor, you're fucking fired for that article. But That's my point, yeah. is that one side has the upper hand over the other, and it's a significant one. You can talk about the fact that we won the Senate and the Congress and all that. That means absolutely nothing. You know, Highlander's uh, point, and I, I got a lot of people that complained to me about it, as to why it was even posted in the forums. And, and this is why I'm doing this on the show, as opposed to the forum, which was Republicans are terrible, they never win the White House, and here's why. You know what? Very possible that, you know what, the Republicans never win the White House again. Demographics. I, 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 and the demographics are kind of feeding into it. That, that's kind of my point, is that we're no longer everybody's Americans. It's everybody is this kind of American, that kind of American, this kind of American. We all have our own special interests, special lobbyists, special, you know, they talk about the Sunlight Foundation earlier. Well, it's not just lobbyists anymore. It's the fact that you have groups of people that, that now believe that they are entitled to something because they are a specific group of people. At some point along the way, you know, history did them wrong, and therefore they're owed what have you. And it's only getting, I mean, you mentioned it earlier, and we've talked about it a number of times in the show, is the fact that people go out there and they look for a reason to get insulted. They look for a reason yeah, to be offended. They all look the time. for, And it's only getting it's worse. how they get attention. Absolutely. It's how they get attention. It's how they get support. You know, they get to feel like they're part of something. You know, they get to... Yeah, I'm I'm doing good. I'm 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 raising awareness. I'm an activist. I'm out here trying to change things. The hashtag crusaders. Yes. Yeah. Slacktivists. I like that one even better. I got that from I don't know Michelle Malkin, I think, or Drudge. I can't remember. Somewhere, some website. And it's getting 
progressively worse. They're louder, they're bolder, because there's no one stopping them and saying, you know what, this is madness. The inmates are running the asylum. There's no one with any kind of authority, with any kind of, of credibility, with any kind of power to say, enough. It's time for the adults to take over, that things are getting out of hand. It's just it doesn't exist anymore. No. I don't see anybody. You, you know what? And I don't know that that you could find a person tomorrow or a week from now or a month from now or a year from now to build up, to come out and say, you know what, let's set things right Here's what we can do, A, B, and C. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about that. Everybody wants to have, say, well, we just want to have a dialogue, but it's not. It's a screaming match. Usually one side screaming at the other while the other one has to sit there and listen. That's why I think the, the country's busted. I don't think it's going to change. It's because th there is no such thing as a dialogue anymore. There is no civil discourse. If you try to be, then you're considered weak. If you don't try to be, then, you know, if you're, if you're uncivil about it, if, if you're just nasty about it, well, then you're just feeding into part of the problem. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's a, it's a vicious cycle and it's a vicious circle, and I, that's because there are no more adults, Emp, and that's the truth of it. There aren't. Yeah, well done, Nymph. I was waiting for the Sparta thing to get there, but it is madness. And things are running amok. And I think what you're seeing is just the start of the actual, you know, violent part of it. Now, I understand that if you go through history and you look back at things, you know, through the history of the country, there are other times where people may have thought the same thing. When gangsters ran the country during Prohibition or, you know, during all the civil rights marches and movements in the 60s when, you know, people were getting hurt and killed, you know, when fighting for, you know, uh, equality and rights. And I can't help but think what the people back then who th fought for those rights would think today. I, I can't help but think... You know, the people who marched at Selma or what have you, those, I mean, who are, granted, there's people still alive today. But the people who were doing it then, they weren't rioting and burning down. There were, you know, some race riots, but they weren't doing it for change. We're going to go and burn everything down for change. We're going to go burn everything down for justice. We're going to go shoot cops to get revenge. Cops that had nothing to do with what happened. Because that point needs to be made. Those two cops had absolutely nothing to do, aside from their uniform, with what happened to Eric Garner, with what happened to Mike Brown, with what happened to Tamir Rice. They were sitting in a cop car, and they said they probably never even saw their assailant because he came up behind them and shot him through the window. They never even had a chance. They weren't shot while fighting with somebody. They weren't shot while stopping a, a domestic violence. They weren't killed in trying to break up a drug deal. They were sitting in their cars, making sure kids could cross the street on a busy section of road. And rather than condemning it for what it is, there are thousands and thousands of people, because I spent a good, time, a good deal of time last night on Twitter, yeah, on I Facebook. Yeah, I saw some and, of them. Right, it was just horrific. Who are not only condoning what happened. Celebrating. Ce yes, and a couple people said, you know, the one guy in the article that was on the New York Times, said, I was there when this happened, just nearby. There were people cheering and clapping. He said, and, and again, it's not a racial thing if it's, an, if it's observation, there were black people clapping and cheering because the cops got killed. That right there. That's something I expect nutjobs in the Middle East to do when they are celebrating a suicide attack. Not the United States of America because a couple of cops got killed. It's funny how 
everybody wants to blame the cops for everything until you actually need them. Then your opinion changes. Oh, the cops are never there when you need them. Oh, when they are there, you can't stand them. If I'm a, if I'm an officer in, in in New York or any other major city, I, fuck it. What happens if they all walked off the job today in, in protest? You know what? We can't breathe either. We're going to go protest. We're taking the day off. We're not going to burn anything. We're just going to stay home for a day and see what happens. That'd be a bad day. Then how much are you going to need the cops then? How do you think it all ends, Voyer? If things don't change. If things don't change, civil war. Or disintegration, but I think civil war is more likely. You know what? I never thought of I never thought of disintegration as a possibility, but now that you mention it, yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah. The country divides. Every state for itself. Every well, city for itself. All it takes is one to start it. One state secedes, then more secede. I don't think it would be states. I think it would be parts of states. You think? Well, look at California. Well, and you, this I is... mean, San Francisco would would certainly doesn't you know jive with anything that's going on in San Diego. Yeah, I mean, if push comes to shove and people start breaking off, I can see some states holding together. I can see, and call me for what I am, a homer, but I can see a lot of red states holding themselves together. Yeah. I'll see a lot of blue states fracturing. I can see New York fracturing. I can see California very easily fracturing into a bunch of different ones. So can I. I can see Colorado fracturing into different ones. I'm not even sure Ohio would hold together. I think it would, but I think there'd be violence. It's funny. I don't remember. I don't know if you remember it. It just kind of popped in my head. But there was this. this... Manly stuff says it will be a pretty unbalanced civil war. What do you mean, Manly? Because I agree. I'm just wondering if you know if it's going to the, the same. same yeah, same conclusion we've got. Because that's assuming it comes to civil war. Red states would fold economically. Uh. I think you need to go look at the economics of red states versus blue ones. Yeah, red states are doing fine. Uh, our employment is much higher. Uh, our economies are far, far stronger and far more stable. We also produce most of the food of the country. Epic like a civil war between who? And that's actually a really good point. And that's why disintegration, I think, becomes that's more of a... right. You'd have a lot of different For groups. civil war to happen, and that's, I guess, why I bring it up, but for civil war to happen, you'd have to have some pretty big triggers. I mean, you'd all you need all you need is one group to start shooting at another group or one group and to think that they're about to get shot at and you can start it, but kind you know, of what we groups, have now. But yeah, but there would have to be some coalescing done on both sides. Minorities versus whites. Well, if you that would be white would people be have the power. The white people the majority of the cops, the white people the majority of the judges. I'm not saying it'll be a racial civil war, but I can see the conservative slash Republican side pretty much hanging together. Yeah. And I can see the liberal slash Democrat side, that's where you're going to have different groups vying because each one has their own special interests. Well, I would agree with that. There's a more, I think you see, now I would think that obviously the conservative, Republican, red, whatever you want to call it, team would be more cohesive, but there would be some splintering. But I think the Democrat liberal, whatever you want to call it, team. Yeah. Um, shit, if it goes race war, that would be tragic, but minority team versus white team. I mean, either way, it's bad. If it gets to that level, you see it all over the world in the third world. 
that's bad. It's the worst possible outcome. I do think disintegration would be more likely if, as long as we can avoid those trigger. But I do think as things start, you know, if things do start to fall apart, you're going to see the violence. You're going to see people arming up. You're going to see people picking sides. And then it's only a short step to civil war. You know, and as I was mentioning, I don't remember, I don't know if you remember, but a few years ago there was a Chinese general who had put out a statement, or maybe it was a politician, about how he believed the United States would fracture into five different regional uh, countries in the next 50 years. Yeah. You had the Midwest section, you had the West Coast, and the East Coast, and what have you. And I, you know what, now looking back on it, I could see how things would break away. Midwest would hold together, the East Coast, et cetera. Right. Northeast. Uh, Epic Lurker asks, which whites? Now, let's, okay, because let's, for a minute, let's pretend a race war did break out. I don't think it, well, I hope it won't. I don't see. I think to some degree it's already happening. I, I think you're seeing it, but I think the majority of people are still like, what the fuck, you know, this is retarded. Um, but if, if if it did happen, God forbid, if there was a race war, do you think either side is going to, if it gets bad enough? If it gets bad enough for you to actually call it a race war, do you think either side, and it, no matter who starts it, it, if whites fire the first shots, if blacks fire the first shots, if Asians decide to get up in there and fire the first shot, it doesn't matter. If it gets to that level where it's race war and it gets bad enough, then people lose. I mean, when stuff like that happens, it rapidly goes downhill, which is why you don't want to see it. It shouldn't happen. Escalation just feeds upon itself. And right. And you actually have full-blown warfare. Killings lead to beatings, lead to torture, leads to atrocities. And I'm not talking massacres. armies in the field, because no, that's no, no, not no, what no. I think is going to happen. happen. But I can see, again, mob violence, groups of people. Uh, like you said, you see it in third world countries all the time. Africa is a prime example. Yeah. Of you have you know guerrilla groups in the jungles that are... You Southeast know, Asia Yeah. another great yes. example. Uh, the Philippines. Eastern Europe. I, what about mixed race? I, uh, maybe we're getting into uh, I just, too I, fine a point. I don't think it's going to come to a full up race war. I just think you'd I just think you'd see more and more violence, and then as that happens, the government's cracked down more and more, trying to control it, I think, which leads to more violence, and it turns into the cycle that Emp was talking about. I think what what you have is you'll have race as a triggering factor behind a political war. Which is I just again, don't think it'll go that far. A conservative versus liberal, and I I believe that again a second American and you know what could be wrong. I I can't see into the future. What I do see though is not encouraging, and you know what I understand too that a lot of my impressions have come from reading the media, which is sensationalist, said, right? Which is a problem. You can't trust the media. A lot of my impressions come from what I saw on on Twitter last night, on Instagram. But again, you're uh, you're seeing the worst. I, you're you're lo literally looking at the worst are, people. Exactly. The majority of the people in this country are looking at this, going, "What the fuck is if happening?" If it was a few hundred people, it was a couple people. Even a few I would thousand them, is microcosm. There are more than a few thousand. That's the problem. Even a hundred thousand. That's not even one percent. A hundred thousand people, though. Can do some damage. Yes, they can, but especially all I'm when is the they're majority. feeding upon each, they're 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 insti you know instigating everybody else. They're antagonizing people around them, and it's remember for every one you see that's actually saying something, there are three or four or five around them that are just haven't gone on, online that are right along there with them. Maybe, but the, also you have to look at the vast majority of people who have who 
aren't online, who aren't doing these things, who don't tweet about everything. It's every not the vast thing. majority anymore. And the va- no, the vast majority of people are sitting at home going, this is a fucking tragedy. You've got sensationalist media and you've got extremists. Less than 1% of the country, extremists pushing this thing. And I think that's what we're talking about when we talk about sensationalized media. That's why I don't see the country coming to an end. I think it's a lot end. different than you think. I think people have a lot harder opinions on one side or the other now than they did. I think the majority of people in this country now have an opinion on one, uh, what side they support. Now, whether it be by every individual you know, specific event, whether you know, they have an opinion on Ferguson, which may be different than New York, which may be different than Cleveland, I don't think so. I think majority of people in America now believe one thing or another. I think the fence sitting is gone. I disagree. And I think it, it died with the two officers yesterday. Because whatever moral high ground and authority that the, the I can't breathe and hands up group had went right out the window. Epic Lurker also brings up another good point. Like, let's say it is 100,000. I don't think it's that many. But let's say it is 100,000. The ones that are crazy enough to actually go for violence, okay. right? They can do damage, yeah. obviously. There's a lot of them. But I that requires them to be all after the same goal. And these no, it doesn't. fragment all the time. If you have 100,000 no, people for, To do anything going... other than just be violent, to do anything other than just burn shit down and then get fucking hammered in the response. And who would hammer them? You get, you get enough violence going on? You get enough of this? People will say fucking enough. You'll see countergroups. You'll see the police You know, finally get That's them. That's right. You will. Right. And then you have civil war possible but you don't need a hundred thousand people with the same goal you can have a hundred thousand people with a hundred thousand different goals the point is they're not working towards a common good they're all working for their own particular interests which is not for the betterment of the country it used to be that people that came I agree to this, with manly stuff women consider both sides have extremist minorities that attack the others you know what but that's not the case yes it is I mean, there are, are there extremists on both sides? Yes. Are extremists on the right side out there doing anything? No, they're not. There isn't. You can't. You, you cannot show me. There's nothing. No facts, no proof, I'm nothing in the news. hyperbolic extremists. Even, even to that degree. There are far more people on one side than the other. And you're right. There's an echo chamber for both sides. One's a fuckload louder than the other. And they're the ones that have the power. They're the ones that have the attention. And if you are screaming the loudest and you have the most people behind it, then you're the person who's dictating the way the country is going. They're dictating the conversation, absolutely. But I still believe, I still think, that the vast majority of people in this country are not on an extremist side, whether they're right or left. Conservative, liberal, progressive, whatever you want to call them. Most people are more concerned with their day-to-day lives than with this. Now, I think people are outraged about it, absolutely. Do I think there's 100,000 people just ready to go out and start shooting cops? No, I fucking don't. Because most of them, let's be honest, don't have the balls. Right. They don't cops. have the balls to do anything out behind their out from behind their Twitter handle. Are you kidding me? Unless they can see that some people are getting away with it or some people are actually making some headway on it. Maybe. Then yes. Maybe then you get a little the more. Olive says you don't have that many people to cause chaos in a country. The reason why is because it keeps escalating. I don't which disagree. Is, which is why, you know, and I said that earlier. And I don't see it de-escalating. Nobody wants it to. At oh, least, that, yeah. I mean, you know, that that silent majority <laughs> probably does. Yeah. But it's the silent majority. They need, yeah, uh, no, I, I totally agree with that. And in this country, in this day and age, majority does not have the power. That may be the only country in the world that has that problem, but we don't. And I may, I would say that we haven't for a long time. 
I'm not talking white people. I'm talking people with common sense. I'm talking people, you know, adults. The inmates run the asylum. I said, you know, I, I, I'm repeating myself, but I truly believe that. We have ceded all of our power to them by saying, you know what? You're entitled to your opinion. You know what? You're allowed to get mad. You're allowed to protest. You're allowed to say that, oh, you call me a racist? Well, that's not true, but I've got no recourse to go against you. You know what? If you keep saying stuff enough times, people will eventually begin to believe it. Well, let me turn it Or they just are tired of arguing with the crazies and just throw their hands up. And that's what I think the majority of Americans are. It's saying, you know what? I'm not going to get any headway, so I'm just not going to bother. And what happens when you don't bother? That's why I don't talk about politics that much anymore. Got burned out. You see the initiative. You cede all of the power to the other side because they are talking. Yeah, right up until they, they are come after me, then they die. You telling me there aren't plenty of houses in this country? All right, now individual in- houses. Now we're talking about a hundred thousand people. Again, defending themselves. Now again, as if a you see group. a wave of violence coming, there would be a backlash. There always is everywhere. It's how it starts. That's it, my point. Right, it keeps us. My point it, is, you're in the echo t- chamber too. We both are, to an extent, although I, I, I don't know what your eclectic reading is. I assume you check up on the other side the way Absolutely. I do. Absolutely. But we're both in it, too. We're, we both listen to things, and when you, things you agree with get said, they resonate stronger with you. You remember them. You hang on to them. You have an instinctive reaction, everyone does, against things they disagree with. I, I think most people are. Fuck this shit. I'm out. I'm, I don't want to play. You can't use the Internet fucking forums and Twitter to be your guide to how everything reacts because it's deliberately sensationalized the media does it all the time twitter's a place where anyone can say anything with no accountability at all which I'm is why i asked you earlier tonight fired. that's why i asked you earlier tonight did you believe that the media had uh any accountability for the riots that happened you said absolutely i think they're culpable i don't think yes, they're culp- being held accountable oh i'm sorry Culp. that's what i meant yeah. culpable uh so is the internet yeah, Probably more so. No, so agree. you can't just dismiss it that, oh, you know, it's an echo these people are nuts jobs. The problem is the Internet is a big part well, of it. Well, let me turn it because, around on you. Let me use your own thing. Okay. What's your solution? That's just it. And as I said before, I don't think there is one. Okay. I think it continues to degrade. I made this, this comment to a gentleman I was, I was debating last night, and unfortunately it's very hard to do with only 140 characters. But... You go throughout history, and I, as a student of history, I, I go back to it, and I think it, I believe it to be true. Uh, far more countries, far more uh, anything are consolidated through force of arms than anything else. Agreed. How many peacemakers can you name? Two? Three? Well, define peacemaker. Okay, uh, Gandhi, who liberated his country through... Mandela. Okay, um, I'm not sure the South Africans would agree with him, but okay, we'll say we'll say Mandel. Why he was peaceful? A lot of people in his own country, well, he was not as peaceful as you might believe, and a lot of well, a I lot know of he had ties to the ANC, but yeah. Okay, we'll say all right, Mandel. We'll say Gandhi. Uh, you know what? I'll give you Martin Luther King. Okay, didn't unify, you know, didn't you know consolidate a country, but at least he was peaceful in his intentions. Yeah, a, a bad, and he made a lot of headway. A bad argue. person, personally, as a person, but you know, for what he, you know, for his goals, yes. Okay. Name me somebody else. Okay. The fact that you have to think about it. Okay. Yeah. Now, uh-huh. name me somebody who brought wars to close through conquest. All of them? 
Because there's a lot. What the solution I look back to is somebody who gets, whether it's the support of an army or the support of the army, the military, who moves in, cracks down and says, okay, I'm in charge. These are the rules now. You don't follow them, there are extreme consequences. Because that throughout history has always been how it's, how it's been done. You want peace? You put a gun in people's head and say, shut up now. I'm talking. These are the rules. That's a horrific solution, though. It is. Because it always, always, always... Well, not always. No, not always. How how oppressive are you planning on being? If you're talking about putting guns to people's heads, if that's every totalitarian to... state eventually falls through uprising. There is every no state, state almost always in, falls. Say, there's no state in the world internal. that has not fallen at some yeah. point. And there, every great empire throughout history has fallen due every to internal rot. Country has fallen. There is not one well, country out here conquered. Uh, my point is, no country resembles exactly what it is when it started. Yeah. Everything has fallen at some point. No, if that's what's required to stop violence is saying, I've got all the guns now, I've got tanks in the streets, and I will shoot you if you don't stop shooting each other. These are now the laws of the land. All hail the dear leader emperor. I, and trying to keep the levity out of this, I'm not – And I, I, I get the joke and I understand. I, I'm not that kind of person. Well, no, I, I'm just saying right, but that solution that's, is North Korea. That's, that's literally how their country works. That solution is the Pax Romana. That solution is the Byzantines. That solution is, you know, the Mongols, who, although in the creative war, China had a renaissance after it was conquered. You know what? It, 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 there's a lot of different things you can point to where you know, there was a, a great, you know, uh, not just peace, but there was a progress after things were conquered. I'm not saying the United States has to be conquered. I'm simply saying that it could. may ourselves well yeah but that's not conquered through force of arms to unify a nation okay all right it had to be done in the first american civil war you may need someone at the top who through force of arms has to start unifying parts of the country especially You're talking about rome republic to empire uh who, until uh, they force until you're forced to go back to, uh, uh, orson scott card he wrote a book uh empire empire yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, called yeah. empire yeah yeah just about that. I I don't know if I I suppose Rome is in is one that's used many times to compare the United States to, but sometimes you ask for a solution. That's one the only one I can see is somebody who has enough actual physical power to stop everybody in their tracks and says enough. If we have to rewrite the Constitution or if I have to take it out of you know, so you're watching taking DC away the freedom say, of speech. What I'm taking away is everybody's freedom to do anything until everybody shuts up, calms down, and realizes we're going back to the way things were. There is freedom of religion. There is freedom of speech. That does not mean, you know, there is a rule of law. You do not get to go out there and shut down traffic. You do not get to go out there and shut down the Mall of America. You don't get to throw Molotov cocktails at cops. Pipe you bombs don't get to th in uh, Oregon today. You don't get to do those things because you disagreed with the rule of law. Because a grand jury came out and did not you know, agree with you does not give you the, the right to mob rule. Well, if you do, we're going to shoot more of you. If you're going to go out there and burn down buildings, we we're going to shoot. 
Because they're breaking laws. Fine. You know what? No one's arguing they're not breaking laws. So let's just enforce the law as it stands. Go and go arrest them. They are enforcing the law, and that's what's not. They were arrested, and they were let go. No, they weren't. There were a lot of the people. The guys that closed the Brooklyn Bridge were not arrested. No, no, no. The guys that closed the freeway in Atlanta outside the hospital were not fucking arrested. Some of them were. Like the guys that the blocked the hospital. They're, the guys that blocked the ambulance with the guy whose leg was crushed. They weren't arrested. People. Again, you can't because uh, you, what are you going to do? Arrest thousands of people? Yes. Hundreds of people? Yes, you should. The problem then becomes, well, you can't because it's not practical. Same reason, well, we can't get rid of 30 million immigrants. Go because smash them up and grab the front line. Smash them up and grab the ringleaders. Water cannon and tear gas. Enforce the law. You enforce the law. Now you sound like me. No, I don't, because I'm yes, not advocating do. shooting crowds. I'm saying uh, let's enforce the laws on the books. My, okay, not my, everybody You're talking up. about using violence to enforce the laws, whether that's water cannons and rubber bullets or beating somebody at the billy club until they stop fighting back and you arrest them. A riot? And yeah, prosecute them. I'm not, I'm not talking about shooting anyone who disagrees or vocally makes an opinion known. If you want to have a peaceful protest in the park, go nuts. As soon as you start burning down buildings and endangering lives, yeah, now it's tear gas and riot now, club time. To be, uh, the problem is by doing that, you now give them all of the moral, you know, moral authority. You give them the excuse to say, see, see, look what happened after Ferguson when people were walking around and they were wearing flak jackets and everything else because they're afraid of getting shot at because there, there were shots being around. All we saw on the news was how militarized the police were. That just fed into the narrative. And yet that there just was no it, police response. They just it, stood it outside matter. a coffee shop and yelled at hipsters. That's right, they did. And yet they still got more hipsters got behind it, more protesters got behind it, more people got into the uh, you know hands-up movement. There were some people that were arrested for the rioting and burning down of Ferguson. Like Not many. 15 or 20. They weren't even prosecuted. They were just Eventually they were just let go because they were afraid if they did prosecute them, they would simply feed into them and make everybody else all the more mad. You know the people that were that that you know did get pepper sprayed. They were right there on the news, on CNN, on MSNBC, including one of the reporters. We just got you know tear gas. We were just standing to the side and we got tear gas. These people it's are an out area of control. Of effect weapon. Again, the, but the narrative was the police are out of control. I would argue that because they fucking. You can argue it all you like. My point is, it's now feeding into the narrative they want. And there's enough people out Anything there. you do is going to feed into their narrative. That's, That's my point. There you go. That's so what, what the broken. fuck is your solution? You're, I not, just told you're you. talking about shooting people. That's not going to feed into their fucking narrative? Uh, That's not going to start the, enti- the, the the race war, civil war, whatever you have it no. that you want to stop? Okay, you're taking what I said. I what I said was when you roll in and you now have control over a section, let's say, uh, okay, fine. We roll a tank division to New York City. We've locked down Can't. the city. Why not? Because the U.S. military can't be used inside its own borders. The entire scenario here, you asked me for a solution, is that the United States is now in, in such a condition that it no longer matters. There is no central command or any kind of authority. No one gives a shit anymore because everyone's out for themselves. That's the entire point we've been discussing tonight as we're headed down a path where nobody cares anymore. I thought we were talking about how to stop getting there because we're not there yet. That's how you stop it is by having a central authority. That's strong enough to say you will follow the rule of law or you will suffer the utmost consequences, whether that be arrest and water cannons and everything else or tanks with guns saying we will now shoot you if you throw Molotov cocktails. If you now throw rocks at us, we will shoot you. You want to bring in Abrams to police New York City? I'm going to disagree with you there. You want the police to do their job? I believe what I said was 
when you if you've gotten to that point, that's the only thing that can bring it back. We're not there yet. No, I don't think we're there yet. I just don't see. You asked me for a solution. I see nothing in the intermarried inter, the intermittent part that can stop that. All I'm saying is you're. I literally see nothing saying, to stop the rot. You're, you're saying that the only solution is throw away everything the country was founded on and go to a military, almost dictatorship, is what it sounds like to me. And rebuild it from the ground up. You're going to destroy the Constitution to restore order and then replace the Constitution Keep and in expect mind, anyone to the trust the people who tore up the first one. The Constitution of Independence was brought in by force of arms. Yes, it was. That's correct. However... And sometimes, you remember even Thomas Jefferson said it, through force of arms you may need to redo it. And the blood, the tree of liberty needs to be watered from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. Yes. However, and you're talking about being the tyrant. I, me not being, well, not me, but you're talking person. about a yes. person being the tyrant. Yes. You here's the difference. A benevolent dictator. Here's yes. the difference. And I agreed with most of what Jefferson said. But what you're talking about is not a rising up against a tyrannical government. You're talking about becoming a tyrannical government in order to become a benevolent, freedom-loving government with more tractable citizens. You know, once they learn their fucking lesson and realize that if they get too uppity, we'll just shoot them and start over. I'm talking about a strong authority of government to stop anarchy. We're not at anarchy. I don't think we're going to get that far. We're going in circles now. I've always said we're not at that point. I know. I said that I see nothing saying, between now and then that stops it because no one wants to. I'm just no saying No one this. cares. If you let, I'm, I'm saying you, I realize it wouldn't be you personally, but Manly I'm going Dictatorships never go back. I'm sure they do. Cincinnati is an example. Hold on. Uh, the, uh, Oliver Cromwell is an example. Uh, Cromwell was time. killed, and then the king was restored. He was given back, and then they brought him in, and then he was killed. Right. My, my point is this. I can give you a lot if you give me enough time, but go ahead. No, no, no. This is my point. If you seize dictatorial power, and I'm, again, I'm saying not you, but a person. A person. If a person seizes dictatorial power and enforces the rule of law through what can only be categorized as a reign of terror, they then have no moral authority, justification, balance of trust, legitimacy, any of that, that the populace is going to give them to try and institute another more free society once they've taught the uppity commoners and peasants where their place is. Now they're uppity commoners and peasants? That's, I was saying they were anarchists. No, no, no. I'm saying that is how it will be seen. Again, Some people will be like, oh, You can change the narrative already. any way you like. No, no, no. I'm saying if you just start shooting people for protesting, disagreeing, whatever, which is what it sounds like that scenario is advocating, who's going to trust you? And again, a person. Whoever, emperor, whatever, you know, or general, you know, supreme general, dear leader, whoever the fuck it because is. Because you're assuming that it happens automatically, and that isn't the case. Because you know as well as I do, it takes time to build anything. Yes. The once you have stopped anarchy, once you have brought peace, whether through, you know, enforcement because of fear or anything else, given enough time saying, all right, we've gone five years now of following the rules and laws. Now we can start you know, doing elections, doing whatever. Yes, it does require somebody... With, uh, again, the benevolent dictator, the benevolent tyrant. It does take someone like a George Washington who said, I don't want to be king. I'm good with being president. And after eight years, I'll cede my authority to the next guy. Yeah, but he followed it, the rules they all wrote. You're, you're talking about throwing away the rules. I'm saying the rules have already been thrown away. Now someone needs to either restore them or write new ones. That's what this entire thing has been about. As the country's not disintegrated, you asked me for a solution, and I said between now and the fact of the, the company or the country disintegrating, I see nothing stopping it. The only way to then stop it is to then reunify it again through force of arms. History tells us that's the only way it's done. 
But yes, it takes a larger person to then say, now that we have restored peace, now let's start putting together things that have worked and things that haven't. These are the mistakes we made the first time. So let's avoid them by doing A, B, and C. I think that's both hyperbolic and wrong. But, I mean, we're not going to agree on that. You think that's wrong? Yes. I can see where you could, where you wouldn't believe that uh, such a person exists. Those are few and far between throughout history. I, think, I agree. I think the chance is, instead, if you allow that to happen, the vastly larger chance is whoever seizes power will not be a Cincinnatus. There have well, been that, far that's what I just said. I can understand yeah. your point where there are... And I'm unwilling to take that risk. And if the alternative was outright anarchy, which we'll be discussing, then so be it. Then, then the entire country falls apart. Because then, instead of having the support of one side, you've got the support of a few people, and everybody's against you. Left, right, center, white, black, Asian, Latino, everybody. Plus, this, I don't this believe says, Varyer, you're asking for something he's not giving you. He's proposing a post-breakdown fix. You're looking for a pre-breakdown fix. And I think we both agreed that yeah. th- we don't have a pre-breakdown fix. I, 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 don't, I don't think, think there is one. I don't think we're going that far. Right. I just don't agree. I, I mean, even in a post-breakdown situation, I just can't agree with that. And it's just too – I can't agree with that. Then what would be your post-breakdown solution? If A post-breakdown solution? The country fragments. You make your own nations. That's the solution. It's not a good solution. It's not even really a solution, but that's what would happen. I would never support a dictator in the White House ruling the United States. I would Ever. cement I would submit to you that we already have one. He's already doing whatever he wants. He's already subverted the law. I mean he's been held accountable for nothing that he has done. He's got a friendly media. And I would agree with that too. But he still has to operate within at least a minimal framework. I don't agree with what he's done either. I wouldn't call him a dictator he, yet. He's not emperor yet. He's passing whatever laws he likes. Uh, he literally I agree has. With what the olive says. You believe that after a dictator takes over the U.S., the government will relinquish their newfound powers? That's never going to happen. And again, I said there are those kind of people few and far between. But you know what? George Washington did do it, and you can say he at least followed the rules they wrote down. He didn't have to. He had the army. They offered him the crown. That's very well uh, uh, documented. I understand that. My point is that they all came together, agreed on a set of rules, the Articles of Confederation. We have a set of rules. The Constitution require that person and say, all right, we have a set of rules. Now that we've stopped all the killing, all the rioting, all the problems, we have to go back to follow those rules. In order to get there, you have to break them all, though. And you don't get to break them all and then say, hey, everybody follow. Everything's already been broken. At that point, you can't just – again – it's all it, it, it's done. It, it's already fucked. The rules have already been broken. It doesn't matter at this point. I disagree that it's irreparable, though. And that's why I asked you, what is your solution for a, a pre-breakdown fix? You don't have one. What's your solution Not for yet. a post-breakdown? You don't have one. Well, my solution for a post-breakdown fix I is what's going to happen is if it fragments everybody's down, off. It, the country fragments. Like Everybody secedes and yeah. goes for their own Right. Bit. Then you have... The Northeast becomes its own country. The Southeast becomes its own country. The Midwest becomes its own country. Then probably the Southwest and the uh, Northwest do their own things. I'm guessing five. That Time would be to move to guess. Texas. Because I imagine Texas, a lot of everybody would probably. Oh, okay, yeah, six. Because there, Texas could do their own thing. The Republic could re- be refounded. But most men are not like George Washington. I've already conceded that point. I, right. I said that right from the start. There are far 
fewer of those kind of people throughout history. I think there's far fewer of those kind of people that exist. There just aren't. There aren't people that put the good of the nation, the good of, of everybody else ahead of their own you know, ambitions. And you know what? That's what we have today, ladies and gentlemen. Everywhere you look, people that are putting you know, their interests ahead of everything else. And I don't see that changing, especially when people are being fed and given what they want, especially when people are seeing that they are having the effect that they desire. There is nothing more dangerous than success. I won't disagree with that. But I wanted you to tell me I was wrong. I wanted you to tell me that that what I am seeing, everything I have read, everything I've witnessed myself, the attitudes of people, of talking to people, in person, yes, I don't, I don't agree with a lot of what is said on one side of the aisle. But you know what? I haven't stopped talking to people because of it. Right. Nor have I. There are a lot of people in this country. I know. And it's very quickly becoming, starting to become a majority. Uh, family cutting off other family, friends cutting off other friends, people at work cutting off people, you know, fellow employees. So because of, the, of their political views or because of, you know, they don't, hell, just from religion. You're a Catholic. You're a Christian. You like to talk to the imaginary guy in, in up in the sky. People aren't worth knowing. Fuck them. It's a lot more of them now than there are of us. At least they're the vocal ones, and that's. I okay. see. I disagree with there are more of them. I do think there are more of them than there have been, and I do agree that they're vocal I, and assholes. But they're not the majority. I. You know what? Uh, fine. Allow me to uh, change my my comment. I think you're right. I think the difference is they control the majority of the talking points, and no one is correcting them because you can't. Religion is just another aspect of, that's going to be tossed in there. It, it, it already is part of it. Everybody wants, oh, this war on Christmas, it doesn't exist, and people are being petty. No, I think it's real. I think it's not just a war on Christmas, it's a war on Christianity. Because you certainly aren't having that kind of effect, and you certainly aren't having those kind of people going after, you know, Islam or Judaism or Buddhism or what have you. Again, it's another piece of the puzzle. It's another aspect of the whole thing. But I, I was hoping that you would tell me that I was wrong, and I, I was actually kind of hoping you had something more substantial than I. I just don't see it happening. Well, to, I mean, I kind of had no prep on that. I, look, I, I just I think you're reading into it. I think that you look at you wade through all the shit and you think naturally that the world is shit. I mean, you dive deeper into it than I do. I don't care anymore, or I mean, I care, but there and that's just as dangerous. I know, but I can't do it. I can't. I'll burn out. I burned out after the 2012s. I'm done. I don't want to play. I hate talking about politics with people, whether they agree with me or disagree with me. I just don't want to talk about it anymore because it just creates a headache. Missing says we need Highlander. Highlander is he's radicalized. He's <laughs> he would be one of the leaders of that movement on the other side. Of that, I have no doubt. I think his point is we need, as you said before, a. Someone to disagree with us because we agree so I understand, often. Right, but that he is most certainly not that kind of of no. That's that's not the kind of person we would want for this. By the way, folks, uh, we are going to get your emails here. Wrap it up. Uh, send your questions, comments, opinions to emperor1g at cox.net. 
especially since IRC is flying by here real quick. If you want to get your comments read, this is the best way. You've got about five minutes, and we're going to get to the questions. It's emperor1g at cox.net. Uh, Alex says, there isn't a war on Christianity. There may be some assholes who hate a special religion, but there isn't a war on Christianity. Well, I don't remember the freedom from religion people going after anybody other than Christianity. Did you know they actually went after a uh, military chaplain yeah. recently? Did you hear about this one? Because in during a suicide uh, prevention panel, he was giving out you know literature, and on the back of one of it was a it gave a list of places you could go. And for, the church was on there. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. I know. And they've they've punished him for it. Of course, that makes sense. It does. No. I was being sarcastic. Okay. Army? Yes, it was. Yeah, fuck the Army. <laughs> the Air Force had to take down their cross. They had outside of Vanette, uh, Colorado Springs. Really? Yes. That, it was that. just for, oh, this happened a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. That was specifically there for, you know, the Christians who were on base. They had to take it down. It was even, oh, they even said, okay, well, then we'll move it off base. Nope, can't have it all together. Can't have it, period. Supposedly they had a complaint. And this Freedom of Religion group always says they have a complaint. You never know who it is. I, I don't know that that's the case. I sometimes wonder if they actually really have anybody complaining. I think they hear about something and they can make you know hay out of it. Well, absolutely. Umar says the thing is we can't wait around for that person to come around. We have to become that person in the U.S. A people, uh, but no one is going to think like that. I don't know if that has to do with the education. Uh, uh, I don't know. That's kind of rambled on there. I guess what it comes down to, and you're right, I have delved deeper into it than you have. I just, I see a I lot up. of writing on the wall. Yeah. And you're right, I, when it came to the politics thing, very rarely do you see me argue politics with anybody anymore, because I'm in the same boat as you, I'm burned out. And it's because I, I'm tired of being bullied, I'm tired of being labeled, I'm tired as soon as I have something to disagree with somebody, I'm automatically something. And that's what it is. And it's on, and... I'll be honest. And get, don't tell me it's it's it goes both ways because it no, no, doesn't. No, no, no. I'm saying I get shit from people on our team, too. Because you know, okay, for example, that I'm pretty purple on social. I have no problem with gay marriage uh, as long right. as they're not forcing the church to marry Right, people. I've said the same I have, thing, yes. I have no problem with, um, morally, I have an issue with abortion, personally. But, A, that battle's over. And, B, I do have a problem with the government legislating things like that. So, I guess I'm more libertarian on that side. But... I mean, as soon as I say something like that to a conservative, if they're if they're hardcore, I had huge problems with the uh, the uh, college Republicans when I went there because of that. Oh, you're giving ground to the enemy. You can't give an inch. Well, can we at least have a reasonable fucking discussion about it? Problems we've tried that. And if I get if I go up to you know the socialists when I did that on campus, you know when I talk to and I get shit for I get shit no matter what. So I don't want to do it. I Nobody wants that, to have an intelligent debate. Shouting is the accepted we've tactic. We try the compromise thing. Now. And what do we get? We got Reed, who then changed the rules so that they no longer have filibuster. They can go ahead with a simple majority. You know what? We tried the thing with, with compromise when it came to you know uh, laws and passing them. Instead, now we have a president who just does executive order whatever he wants. And I think that's wrong. Of course. Everybody thinks it's wrong. But there's no accountability. He hasn't been punished for it. Well, no one stopped him yet. The Congress has to. They're the only ones that can. Well, Congress and the Supreme they? Court. They, yeah. No, they can't. Yeah, they can. They can't. If they could have, they would have. They have to pass a law, and right now, they hold the majority. In January, we hold the majority. And what law are going to pass? Because they've already said by executive authority, he can do whatever he wants. Once the laws are in place and are already acted on, it's almost impossible to roll them back. So law, it's an executive order. Stopped. Just pass a law that says the opposite. 
something. Take it to the court. I, I the court can vacate the executive order. Oh, then why? That's why I don't understand why hasn't that been challenged yet? Because they did challenge Obamacare. There's they a went lawsuit. And put it through. Well, I, I'm sorry, that was different. But you can't take something straight to the Supreme Court. You have to work your way up. That's how the system works. No, not on, a, on an executive authority. I think they can challenge that directly. They do, I but they have think. to get a writ of certi. I can't say it. I don't know. I can spell it. I can't say it. Check the damn numbers. Obama's done far less executive orders than any president before him. Actually, I have checked numbers, and that is not true. A. And B. My concern isn't the number. It's, it's also the, them. right, it's also the sweeping powers that he has done. There is no president in the history of the country who has used executive power to affect the nation to an extent in the way he has. My problem is And isn't will the, continue yeah. to do so. My problem isn't the number of them. I don't care really how many there are. My problem is that in this case, he has arrogated to himself the legislative branch's powers. He is deciding executive enforces the law. Legislative creates the law. He's creating and changing laws with them. That's my problem. In the face of what the people want, which I think was a clear message sent in this last election, plus any polling. Good night, Cleelu. And, yes, I can understand why she would say that. But, again, that's why I warned everybody ahead of time that this is going to be in the second half of the show. And this isn't normally what you get with the Emperor's Court. But I felt the need to get at least get it off my chest. And, and, and talking to people on Twitter, I've been around since what? I've been in Twitter since 2010. I've got 2,500 tweets. So it's not something I do very often, clearly. But it does kind of get you, get in your own head. You do kind of follow in circles when that's you know all you see, all you read, all you deal with. And that's why I do like. That's why I did want to get it on the air tonight and get someone else's opinion, get it out in front of other people as well, and not just people from from the United States. But I like to get an outsider's view, people from other countries. That doesn't mean your opinion matters a shit to me when it comes to the direction <laughs> of my country. But I do like to at least get your opinion. I was going to say for a minute there, you almost nice to foreigners, and that's so unlike you. No. Are you mellowing with age? I like to donate. Some things you just have to discuss whether you find the other side tasteful or not. You need to listen to the opposite opinion. I don't People don't listen. But nobody's I, listening. And that's exactly my point. That's exactly it. I, I used to. I mean, and M knows this. I I love a good rational, calm debate. I love it. What was the last one you actually had? It's been a long a time. Rational. Calm that's, debate. That's my point. And speaks volumes considering the show you do and who you do it with. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I mean, out, I've had rational calm debates with Highlander before, but I haven't had one out in public with, you know, people in a long time. Not with real people. I'm afraid of being shot. Oh, uh, yeah, Jay Cool is on a, a – he's been doing other internet radio with a couple other um, – He's cheating on us? That's why I kind of gave a shit about that, yeah, too. <laughs> but uh, um, no, what – there's actually been uh, like hip-hop stations and things of that nature, not okay, cool. kind of what we do. But um, I'm not going to bother playing with the sign or with the email. It's already 11 o'clock. just want to get to it. John, yeah, this sounds like a real person. Holy fuck, it's awesome to hear you guys back on the air. Been way too long since you were gone. I had a question, though, that's been... God, I hate when people... 
doesn't bother me. Why is Vargar completely different when doing Emperor Scort than when he does Rivalcast? On Rivalcast, he seems like he's always on the defensive and on his back foot, but on Emperor Scort, it sounds more relaxed, drunken, freewheeling Vargar. Well, I don't know if I would necessarily say that today. No, but not today. I know they are different shows, but how can a person be two completely different personalities? I can be whatever you want me to be, baby. John John. As in that. Mm, that sounds like a legitimate name. I'm all sort of, I'm, my personality changes depending on the situation, depending on what I'm doing. Different shows, different styles. I would argue it's not a different personality, just a different style, but that's just me. And how so? How is it different? Well, I know, you I know, mean, with, you still like, say the same approach, your opinions don't change from one show to another. No, and that's, think. and that's why I would agree that it's a different style, not a different personality. It's not like I've turned into a radical progressive or, you know, anything like that on that show. It's just, it's a different style of show. You know, Highlander likes to do more serious stuff as opposed to, you know, kind of the freewheeling. Like, there's the train of injustice, you know. There's nothing like that on Rivalcast. It's it's not really the so direction we, he wants to go. We have our serious arguments and quite a bit, actually, but well, yeah, this is but, not politics. But, you know, it's like with Highlander, that's what he wants to do mainly, whereas on this show I think you enjoy more the freewheeling, the fun, let's talk about the silly sometimes to offset some of that. Did you find yourself on the defensive more on Rivalcast than here? No, I don't think I don't think so. I, don't I guess it like would it. make more sense because you're not on the same political spectrum, but and here you are. We argue about stuff, but, I mean, I don't feel like I'm on the defensive over there. Hmm. John John sounds like some sort of secret lover. <laughs> Last chance for your emails. Anybody wants to send them in, although, again, people have been pretty much using IRC. IRC yeah. It's been flying fast and furious far more than I can read in the time we've got, plus going particularly quick. The fact that in Rivalcast, Vargo hosts the show, and in Empress Court, he just chimes in. Well, I think he's a... No, no you're I'm co-host a co-host on both. both. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Rivalcast... That's... You consider a Highlander show, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's Highlander show. One more. The Constitution wasn't supposed to be in effect as long as it is. It was supposed to be temporary until better laws could be written. Uh, that I don't remember being the case. I do remember Jefferson saying that some time to time... The revolution is good, and we may have to tear things down and rebuild it from the ground up until we found the right way of doing things. Now, stuff can't be bothered to write an email with everything I want to say in five minutes. Well, then you've got write the email. We'll read it next week. Yeah, there you go. We got a whole week to do it. Lazy ass. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else we want to get on the top? Anything else you want to say before we just wrap it up here? Nope. All right. So I'm, I'm guessing you're, you've got to be fading, having a little bit been sick and. Held on for three plus hours. Well, yeah, I, I agree with you there. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So that brings the conclusion to the first Emperor's Court back. Aren't you glad I'm back? Shit got heavy. Well, and again, heavy, man. And don't say I didn't warn you all ahead of time. You all got plenty of notice that this was going to happen. But I imagine things will be back to normal next week when we do God knows what else with man spreading leading the charge on this show. I, God knows we'll be in the top. That's the real week. social rot. People asking me not to, you know, try and vice rot. my balls together. Rot. Wah, wah. I just realized I haven't eaten yet today. God damn it. I, well, it, it happens on Sunday, so I work. Yeah. So I, I wake up in the morning, I go to church, and I leave from church, I go right to uh, work. 
And then, you know, when we're busy like today, we didn't have a chance to eat. I got home. I set this all up. Panicked until you got here. Panicked a little more until we got this fixed. Went on the air, and now it's 11 o'clock at night, and I just realized I haven't eaten. Tomorrow's a weird day. Yeah. Or, yeah, tomorrow I've got to, obviously I have work until noon. Then I have to leave because I have, I have a doctor's appointment at 1 o'clock. And then my daughter has a doctor's appointment at 3 o'clock. Lou is working for me tomorrow night because a, the appointments cannot be missed. Gotcha. I've already put them off a couple times. It's, unfortunately, it has to be on Monday because that's the only day they've got open for like the next month. Like, okay, this cannot, especially for my daughter, it cannot be passed up. But once I'm past Tuesday, I'm off. Uh, I'm off Wednesday, off Thursday. I work the store Friday, off Saturday, off Sunday. Damn. I have to do one job in five days. It'll be nice to have a little break. I'm burned, <laughs> dude. I really am. I hear you. Uh, I can imagine how it would be uh, rough doing both. Are you still doing the store? The uh, uh, the uh, uh, GameStop? Yeah, once a week. Okay. That's not bad. No. But you're, it's because you're putting 70 hours into the right, sports yeah. store. I'm there a lot more. so Don't worry. If the U.S. falls, then Europe has to deal with Russia. Because that'll go well. Yeah, that'll happen. NATO without America? Hilarious. I played that game. It's called Red Alert. <laughs> Didn't end well. Crispin, I'm depressed now. <laughs> it's got a point. Sorry, we'll go back and listen to the man spreading article again. That's more jovial. You know what? And that's kind of how I've been for the last couple of weeks, especially after last night. I, you know, I don't know if I necessarily said I'm depressed. But, I, you know, I don't remember the last bit of news I read anywhere that was good. My store's beating yours. For the month? Ha, 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 ha. In terms of percentages. Oh. You guys are down like 10%. I'm up by 10%. Okay. Ha, ha, We're ha, ha, going ha, ha, from ha. the very I know. the very <laughs> height of the store. We that's, have nowhere to go but down. You have nowhere to go but up. That's why I was telling my guys. They were like... Because, you know, I've been talking to every, you know, all the stores and everything, and, you know, everyone's down this month except us. We're way up. And you know, my guy's like, yeah, we're beating them. I'm like, all right, look, we're doing really good. I'm not trying to take your wind out of your sails. But we were so close, our feet were in the bottom, all right? We can't go any other way. If we go any other direction, y'all are out of a job next month. How many employees do you guys have? Well, there's, uh, counting me and Ashley, there's six of us. Okay. That's the same class, right? Yeah. Uh, new girl. No. No, you guys have seven. Seven, including your dad. Yeah. There's something else I want to take a look here. I, I, uh, real quick, anyways, folks, just to start wrapping this up, i got to remember how to get into my... Uh, these are the stats of Blueberry. Uh, the uh, From the old VTW line, I'm still getting uh, okay. them. So in the time Empress Court was on Versa World Productions for a little over 17 months... Was 142,110 downloads. Nice. I don't know what that breaks down to, but apparently we've had no downloads since Saturday, December 13th of this year, which makes sense because we haven't been on there in I don't know how long. Anyways, uh, folks, don't forget to join us on Twitter, which is Emperor's Court. Uh, we do have a Facebook Emperor's Court, although I'll be honest, I rarely use it. When I do stuff, it is usually almost always on Twitter. So head, you know, check us out there. I highly encourage you to check out all of the other great shows that are on the Rivalcast Network, which lineup Voyeur will now read for you know off the top of his head. Of course, Wow Uncensored is back, and we're thrilled to have Val and the guys back to bring us their weekly World of Warcraft adventures. But they're back now too. Yes, World, the Wow, you guys are back and kicking. 
Uh, and then, of I'm course, D does Sheep Moon. And that is another fantastic broadcast. There's the Doctor Who livecast. There is Ghost in the podcast. There is Sayamara and Friends on Far Afield. There's Highlander and myself on the Rivalcast. And, of course, there is the Emperor's Court. Also, we have a lot of outside streaming content aside from the shows on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash rivalcastmedia. You can always get the shows in podcast form on the website, but there's a lot of extra bonus stuff that you can only get on Twitch. And speaking of social media, we are actually using our Facebook again. So if you head on over to facebook.com slash rivalcast or the Twitter at Rivalcast Media, you can follow us and see everything the station's doing. And like Em said, keep your eyes open because we've got some cool stuff in the works. What I do need you to do, though, as listeners, is start telling other people about not only you know the station, but specifically this show. Because, you know, let's be honest, when they get right down to it, we're the one that pays for the bills. No, I, what I do need to do is I need all the listeners, I need you guys to start telling people about the station. We're really trying to get aggressive on expansion because we've been kind of on our laurels, resting our laurels. Yeah. We've had a, you know a very loyal and a very nice you know audience in our little corner of the internet. Well, the time is now to be a little, become a little expansionist. I'm not saying put guns to people's heads, <laughs> but it is time to be a little more expansionist. So I I encourage you to tell people about you know the shows about Twitter. There's got to be something on the station that you enjoy listening to. Whether it be games or politics or Doctor Who or what have you. We really do a little everything. Right. So there's got to be something that it's a potpourri of things that you should enjoy. If you're on the Internet, chances are we've got something for you. So please. A ringing endorsement. Tell a friend. There you go. <laughs> uh, let's see. Plug the station. I plugged our Facebook. I plugged our Twitter. Uh, we'll be back next Sunday because I do not believe that uh, the holidays really interfere with us this year. Nope. So, barring any kind of great plague that wipes out the rest of my cast or myself, uh, we should be back here next Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. I don't know when we will be on Twitch, but the move it is an end is inevitable. So, will we? We will be going there. I do have a camera that works suitably. That was actually given to us. Uh, a couple years ago, when we first thought the idea of, of moving this onto a video cast, uh, I will continue to do the shoutcast portion of it, so you can get this on radio, you can get it as visual. You'll have options to do both. I don't know when the whole Twitch thing will be done, but we'll work on it at some point. I think I'll be able to figure out a solution this week. I also want to know, uh, folks, if you like the op-ed, not, not necessarily the content of this past one, but the idea of doing a Worthy Emperor, say, in midweek. It seems it wasn't too hard for me to just you know plug it in, play the intro, and then talk for 40 minutes, and then put it up there for people to download. Yeah, a lot of people did grab it in those two days, considering yeah. it was you know uh, unadvertised on an odd day. A lot of people grabbed it. So I'd be interested to hear from you, the listener, if you guys believe that's something we should, I should continue to do. If it's something you enjoy listening to in between breaks, you know, just having one show. With, I don't know if I'll be able to continue it on a regular basis, but, you know, if I can, I will At least, try. like, once or twice a month, even. Right. You know, when something catches your attention would be good. We do need to change, though, so it doesn't show as an episode. I'd like to say it as a word of the end. We can do that. Okay. No problem. All right, folks. Uh, am I missing anything else? Nope. No, we're good. All right. Bad manners are better than no manners at all, folks. Herpes or not, you have my sword. Hoorah. <laughs> have a good night, everybody. Keep your fucking flu herpes to yourself. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. And fuck you, I'm out.
That's all we got. One goddamn hit. You can't say goddamn on here. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. That was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was dead.